Disaster, yeah? Yes, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. It's very interesting, I'm sure. And yes. scary. We're not talking yes, about We're not talking about the new show. Talking no. about the actual event itself. Although to be fair, the new show kind of has influenced me in picking this as a topic. Oh fair enough. <laughs> yeah, because it's brilliant. Awesome. Still yet to see it, but I I wouldn't mind. I've heard great yeah, things. Good, it's yeah. good. So before we get into weird news, which take about twenty minutes and is on Facebook Live, hello again. We will do some. We'll read some top cities for people who are listening. So uh, who's who we got then, Mike? Dartmouth in Canada, Fort Pierce, Florida, Mainz, Germany, uh, Mount Martyr in Australia. Mm -hmm. A couple of Sri Lankans. Dudley. Dudley. <laughs> Santa Cruz, California, Bangalore, India. Two. Yeah, well, Athens. Wow. We're big in Greece this week. Big in Greece. Well, I imagine in, uh, in Dudley, they probably play it in the zoo to get the rhinos to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have thought my soft dorset tones would have had to give a mating call. <laughs> <in Dudley. laughs> wow. Well, so what's next? Weird news. Weird news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. So, uh, do you want me to do the first one? Go for it. Everton climbers. Ever Everton. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't climbing they ain't shit. Climbing shit. <laughs> Everest. I did a sports joke. <laughs> <laughs> Everest climbers forced to clamber over corpses as mountain is mired in chaos. Wow. Chaos. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, 66 years of the day since Tenzing Norgay, who was the Sherpa, and Edmund Hillary became the first people to scale Mount Everest, numerous climbers have spoken out about the lethal impact of overcrowding and underpreparedness on the summit of the world's tallest mountain. Since Nepal opened its side of the mountain to commercial climbing a half century ago, the allure of Everest has grown, and so too have the crowds and the deaths to the extent this year climbers have spoken of walking over bodies Whoa. to reach the peak. Is it worth it? No, mm. no, it's cold there for a start. Well, this is, I was listening to something the other day. I can't remember what that basically said that climbers like this, there's like windows in the weather. Yeah. Like periods where, like, oh, we might actually be able to make it up during that period, and apparently there hasn't been one for a while, and then there was quite a big one. So all the climbers in the world, <laughs> shit loads of like, shit, this is our time. We've got to make. Let's yeah. go for it. So that's why there's a sort of abundance of because a certain percentage of people are not going to make it anyway no so if there's it. way more people trying to get up there there's going to be more failures and bodies but uh, instead of walking over the body drag it back down that's a lot of energy you're spending isn't it i guess or at least stick like a little 
flag. A, a stick, yeah, or something. Here lies... Here, and here, and here, and here. I'm, just, I'm just walking over their heads at this point. Here, here lies man. Man A? Man I found. Blue man. Blue baba dee dada. It's something, you know. I mean, you're not going to dig a grave for them, are you? It's using all that energy. Well, the, the ground will be really hard. That's on true, yeah. Maybe push them off the side <laughs> for a laugh. Use them as a sledge. Human toboggans! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> not, very dis- not very respectful. Yeah, a bit disrespectful, that. <laughs> Fuck, it gets you down quicker. <laughs> and it's fun. Until <laughs> the body disintegrates. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that. Or you, or you hit a rock and it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and you survive, but you're covered in then you innards. Ironically, become a corpse on a mountain and someone uses you to walk you down. No. It's the circle of life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, May 22nd, a climber took a photo showing an enormous queue of climbers standing... Uh, Crampon to crampon, clipped onto the safety line to reach a summit. So they're just waiting in line to get to the top. Do oh, you feel freezing to fucking death? Other and there's cl- more dead bodies there. Yeah. Other climbers spoke of stepping round dead climbers who are still attached to the safety rope. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus, that is. It's not going to give the is it? That's so macabre. Yeah. It's just so. Gently, like, easing past this fucking cot. <laughs> you sure it's going to be alright? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, in the event of a zombie outbreak, I am not going to, to Mount Everest. No, no, that would suck. There's nowhere to run. I would freeze, though. That's true. Yeah. True. Mm. So they'd just be frozen on the floor going, brain. Things walk up, smash their heads yeah. in. Fuck off, you dead fuck. <laughs> well done, science obviously. It'd be the best place to be. <laughs> You're going to get up there uh, first, though. If there's not freeze to death. Is that? If there's a queue of people, what was, what was the word, crampon to crampon, it won't be long. There'll be a fucking McDonald's up there. <laughs> or a Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks, yeah. definitely. Starbucks has infiltrated Game of Thrones. Uh, they they won't, yeah, they won't be the dead time. bodies. <laughs> Some of the McDonald's staff do move like they're dead. Oh, I know. How fucking hard is it to get lettuce on a burger? Exactly. You, you know, open the box and it looks like a fucking explosion. <laughs> Bless him. Take some pride in your work. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Everest choked with the bodies of the dead. Well, what does that one say? One British man who died minutes after reaching the summit oh. on Saturday had spoken of his concern about overcrowding on the peak. Minutes after he got there. Yeah. Was it worth it, mate? Plus, there's that many of you get up there. It's not like anyone's going to remember your name. We're just looking at pictures now for the listener, and there is literally a, quite a long fucking queue of people. Yeah. Do a very quick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's got to be 20, 25 people, maybe 30 yeah, yeah. in that line. Just just waiting. Just all hanging on to the same yeah. rope. What if something happens to that rope? I mean, I don't understand, mate. All my knowledge of mountain climbing comes from the Cliffhanger. film. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, yeah. <laughs> Fucking underrated classic. Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Give it that. not gonna die. <laughs> he does some top quality. He does. Ring and There's a lot of... in bulging veins yeah, as well. A lot of straining, yeah. yeah. He's swimming under the froze... Fuck, man, I need to watch Cliffhanger again. <laughs> Did you know they're remaking it with a female lead? Yeah. Now, I'd be up for it if she's the daughter of Stallone's character. Mm. But if she's like got the same name or something, it's just a mm-hmm. flat-out remake. Then I'm like, oh, what? Couldn't you make it so that she was his daughter? That would be interesting, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe have him in as a cameo. Yeah. Maybe he's the rescue chief now. Ooh, have you seen the Rambo Last Blood trailer? I have, I have. 
It Fuck. looks gory. Yeah. It looks... I want it. Yeah. Somebody described it like, it looks like Home Alone with death. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> An aged Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't they do a film and Macaulay Culkin went to Iraq? <laughs> comes back and has to fight robbers off from his house that way. A grown-up... Have you, grown up have you seen war veteran Macaulay Have Culkin? you seen grown up Home Alone Four? Have you seen grown up Macaulay Culkin? Yes, he is incredibly fey and effeminate oh, and we'll fabulous. And we'll get John Cena to play you. Woo! We're in Iraq! Yay! <laughs> and we'll get John Cena to do it. All right, there you go. I believe him. Now we've got a movie. There you go. So John. Mac- Cena is playing a grown-up uh, Kevin Col- McAllister. Yeah, he's been to Iraq. He's been- Special Forces. <laughs> but he got kicked out of the army because instead of using his machine gun, he used to tie grenades to strings yeah. and like, Launch them. swing them and stuff like that. <laughs> Use your fucking gun, Kevin! <laughs> Never! <laughs> Never! I set booby traps! <laughs> well, no, no, he gets thrown out because he sets a booby trap up and his own guys detonate it. Okay. It's like a mistake. And goes so off wrong. He's thrown an out. An entire platoon get. Now, yeah. So he's got. So he's got massive PTSD as well. Okay. Because I'm not a doctor, but I reckon if I deliver paint, that's my day job. I'm a wholesaler of paint. Or I work for a wholesaler of paint. A two and a half litre paint can has got some serious fucking weight to it. I bet it has. He puts them on strings, swings them, and they hit the rubbers directly. That my friend, is going to cave in your frontal lobe yeah. and fucking lobotomise you. You're not going to get up from it and go, oh, you pesky kid. <laughs> so an entire, pl- an, an entire platoon gets two and a half litre paint tins. Yeah. They're all fucking lobotomised. Oh, helmets on. Oh, shit, yeah. They get it in the face. Blinds them. Can't we just have it blowing up? Okay, sets a bomb. <laughs> right, and then the same, the sons of the burglars who tried to rob him earlier. Right. I think it's getting a bit convoluted <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to Home Alone 3, the four. Iraq years. Oh, sorry, Home Alone 4, the Iraq years. <laughs> wow. Home Alone, Try pitching it. Home Alone 4, Jolly Jihad. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to throw it out there. Well, there you go. Copyright us. Yeah. Don't take our idea, Macaulay. Yeah, no, your career's dead. Yeah, he's still really, really rich, though. I know. He's a man of leisure. Yeah. So, what's next? Yeah. Don't go up Everest, in conclusion. This is, I thought we'd better put this in, because... Okay. The US Navy have been coming back to us, haven't we, about about the, uh, you know, about the UFOs they're spotting. Mm. Lots of them. Weekly. Excuse me. So, So, who wants this? Go on, mate. Yeah, go on, Significant number of strange UFOs spotted flying over the US. Numerous experienced pilots spotted the mysterious objects flying at speeds and for lengths of time that would seem impossible without known, with known technology flying around in US airspace. The mysterious objects look like huge white tic tacs and fly with no visible engine or exhaust fumes coming out of them. They appear to be able to execute maneuver, maneuvers that Cuban pilots would never be expected to pull off. Rotating in the air and accelerating and stopping at possibly fatal speeds. Aliens? Wow. Well, yes, it could be aliens. They could also be... They, they might not be manned crafts. They could be... And take this yeah. away from me, Gaz. No, no, I'm just... I'm, I'm not saying... They may be being controlled by aliens. I'm just saying... Oh, right. They're moving Drones in that kind like, of yeah. impossible... Like, a living creature wouldn't survive that. The G-forces, whatever. Or maybe there isn't. Maybe it's some sort of drone, some kind of... 
investigation device. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah, a bit boring. Maybe. It should be said that the pilots who are like, they're like, we don't know, we won't comment on the origin of these craft. Well, that's, that's the annoying, frustrating thing about this subject, is we know for a fact UFOs are real. Yes. People yep. see them all the fucking time up there. But we, we literally don't know what they are. Well, the US Navy see them daily. Yeah. Fuck it up. So we've got no idea. Isn't that even scarier than aliens? Not knowing what the fuck it is. Yeah, absolutely. Could be something really simple, natural phenomena. Or, you know, a fucking, I don't know. Maybe it's echoes of the next dimension. Maybe. Could be. Maybe like static. Maybe if we're yeah. not actually alone, maybe we're not actually alone on the Earth. That could also be true. Maybe there are beings Invisible made of light. Invisible aliens. Yeah. We've got some news on that later. Oh, awesome. Why would, they, why would we be able to see their craft and not them, though? <laughs> Well, it's made from earthly materials, whereas they're it's invisible. Made of I don't know. <laughs> it seems like it's defeating the object. If you're invisible, you had to fly around in something that could be seen. Well, it is a bit shit, innit? Even Wonder Woman had an invisible jet. <laughs> Maybe Tic Tacs, during a, one of their promotional campaigns, had some sort of <laughs> blimp-sized Tic Tacs yeah. balloons right. made. Uh, these balloons that became... maneuvered anything unlike... It, they became untethered somehow and they're stuck up there in all the hot air and all the sort of wind oh, vortexes. Oh, he's getting buffeted by the, by the thermals. Like, we don't know what the fuck it is. Looks like a fucking Tic Tac. Because it is. <laughs> Does it have Tic Tac written down the side of it? Uh, and in the Tic Tac marketing office, there's just a bunch of guys going, oh, fuck, it's loose again. Shit, they think it's <laughs> aliens. We want Seems the words minty fresh again. <laughs> uh, or it's aliens. It's aliens. Who knows? Aliens. So what else are they saying, man? Pilots first became aware of the craft when it showed up on radar tracking systems, they said. Initially thought it was a result of a secret drone programme, but they became more mysterious when they started seeing them in real life. One pilot said he almost crashed into one of the objects, which was described as looking like a sphere encasing a cube. Wow. Because the pilots were in danger of hitting the objects, they complained that if the craft were part of a secret programme, it could be putting their lives at risk. Yeah. Oh, imagine him going into a superior and have you got some fucking craft up there? Have you fucking crashed into one? You'd what be, are you telling us? I think he's got a fairly reasonable point. Yeah, that's true. If you're a pilot hitting stuff, that's the last thing you ever want to happen. And you Especially in the air. On the ground, you're okay. Yeah, and you're up there and you can't tell what it is. You think, well, if they've got... Maybe it's something to do with the government. They must have something going on that we don't know about. I'm just a pilot. It's like, I'd, I'd like to know... Or if you don't tell me what they are, at least warn me where they are. Yeah, that'd be handy. <laughs> you know, don't want to crash your one, of, one of your very expensive fighter yeah, planes. That's into the thing. It. Yeah, if you don't care about me personally, you probably care about your thirty million pound jet, don't you? Thirty million. How much are they? Sixty, seventy. Oh, shit, shit. Just for one. Yeah. It's madness, isn't it? Anywhere from fifty to seventy. The amount of money that we yeah. spent into death. <laughs> yeah, but fighter jets are pretty cool, though, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I won't deny it. They're still <laughs> instruments of death. They yeah, all they're still cool, If we'd just they? given like, Iraq the money that we'd spent, it'd be a paradise now, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. The bloke in charge of spending it all. Well, make sure it filled down to the people. It'd be a paradise. Are you suggesting trickle-down economics is a viable, viable <laughs> thing? But... Certainly not. <laughs> I'm a Marxist. I should know better. <laughs> that sounds like you're endorsing. <laughs> I wish some would trickle down to me. <laughs> Never does, mate. It was all designed to trickle up. That was the con all along. Fuck. Bastards. Yeah, yeah but communism's shit as well, apparently. So Yeah, it's not great. So what's the, what do we do? Then you, Let's not get into that now. Because then you don't report on <laughs> nuclear disasters when you're a communist state. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll get into that later. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, so yeah, the US uh, US Navy is seeing UFOs on a weekly basis, and their pilots are like a daily basis, daily basis, and the pilots are like we don't know what the fuck's going on. They were flying in ways that could kill a human crew, seemingly to accelerate, stop, and turn almost instantly. Speed doesn't kill you, Lieutenant Graves said. Stopping does, or acceleration. Yeah. I thought speed did kill. That's a point of all them road safety ads. <laughs> and the film Speed. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Or the bus. That's speed too. <laughs> yeah. Cruise control. Cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> What's he called in The Simpsons? I saw this film about this bus that couldn't go above a certain speed, so they had to maintain the speed. I think it was called The Bus That Wouldn't Slow Down. <laughs> uh, I love that film. First one, anyway. First one's great. Pop quiz, hot shot. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's it, really. What's your money on? Aliens. Well, obviously, silly question. Mike? Possibly, mate. Definitely a possibility, isn't it? Or maybe natural, unexplained natural phenomena we well, aren't equipped what else to it understand. Could be, apart from, like you said, maybe mm. sort of bleeding in from other realities, but seems unlikely. Maybe know. there's some but sort then, of light. There are things about science on our own world that we truly don't yeah, understand. Water. Mm. Why is water a liquid? It can be any state. I know, but on, on Earth... Oh, you've just crashed my systems. I don't yeah. know. Why Hydrogen's a gas, oxygen's right. a gas, put them together, you, you get a liquid on the on the Earth's surface. Well, it must be God. Magic? We don't know, we don't know why. We're special. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan did it. So although science has a lot of answers, it doesn't have all the answers. Exactly, so yeah, so that was my point then. It could, there could be some sort of light phenomena that we don't understand. It could be a creature... That's yeah. not of alien orange. It could be... There are things we definitely don't get. So, I've got that again back to my what I said right at the start. That's what I find frustrating about all of this kind of UFO stuff is just... On, I don't know, is there some answers going to be coming? Some people think we're getting ever closer to disclosure. That's why there's more and more of these stories in mainstream press, you've probably noticed. There's a lot of them. I don't know. It's going to be a hell of a podcast when the news does come, though, Oof. isn't it? Yeah. That'll be an emergency broadcast. I'll probably be tearful. When the fleet of <laughs> yeah. UFOs are hovering outside, destroying your stuff with lasers. Do a live interview with Brilliant. <laughs> He'd be no bloody good. He wouldn't show up. Really, boy. <laughs> He'd be late yeah, for that If we you. told him we've got weed, he'll get here eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, we haven't got any weed. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, should we do a story? Yeah. <laughs> This is a follow-on. Do you remember she's featured twice now, this lady? I do remember her, yes. So this is from the theirishpost.com. Northern Irish woman who married a 300-year-old pirate ghost needed an exorcism after he possessed her. I can think of a few things she does need. None of them are exorcisms. They all involve <laughs> bats and guns and ditches. Not even to the psych psychiatric help. No, we're going to go straight to the gun. All right. Well, I hope you never get put in charge of the NHS. <laughs> well, I have sometimes fascist tendencies when it comes ankle. to people like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the doctors are walking around sorry. with pistols. Well, yeah, you say sorry, look, but in Brexit Britain, it's actually cheaper to execute you and burn the body than it is to bandage that ankle. So sorry, Eileen. <laughs> we don't make bandages in this country anymore. Sorry. Mozambique triple tap. i to make sure... Bullets are expensive. Shoot to the chest, one to the head, Mike. Oh, fuck. Come on, get your kidding, Mike. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. Just let us all down. Uh, well, we do remember this mad old lady. Uh, oh, she's not that old, is she? She's young. Anyway, she's 40-something. She says she was nearly killed by her ghost husband after she broke off their relationship. 
The woman claimed she underwent an exorcism to rid herself of the spirit of her former lover after he had, quote, possessed her. Amanda Teague of Downpatrick, Northern Ireland, who has previously worked as, Jack's, as a Jack Sparrow impersonator, is now warning others about casually dabbling in spirituality. In 2016, she married the ghost of a pirate, funnily enough named Jack who had allegedly been hanged in the 1700s for piracy in the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, Amanda claims that after two weeks of marriage, she started experiencing health problems. Were they mental? Because yeah. I think you had them before the wedding. The 47-year-old, who is no stranger to spirituality and communicating with the dead, began to worry that her health issue were due to her being possessed by her husband. I know the symptoms of possession and part of it is ill health, Amanda said. After the spirit of <laughs> After the spirit of her dog, Toby, was apparently aggressive towards Jack, her fear worsened. Yes, see, dogs are always good judge of character, aren't they? Even, 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 even ghost dogs. Even ghost dogs. <laughs> yeah. She began to experience frequent health problems after being <laughs> intimate with Jack. She fucked thin air and got a disease from it. Wow. And Jack, before long, she was admitted to hospital with sepsis. Isn't that blood poisoning? I don't know what sepsis is. I might have it. I think it's blood poisoning. <laughs> like I said, not a doctor. I almost died and I was in hospital for a week, she said. I had to take my wedding ring off when I went into surgery. That must have cut the energy link between us because I felt totally different after the operation. Yes, love, they cured you. It was drugs and surgery, <laughs> not the fucking ghost. It was. Uh, Amanda eventually decided that ending the relationship was the best thing for her health. But after telling husband Jack of her plans, he threatened to kill her if she went through with it. It was terrifying seeing a completely different side to the lovely spirit I had seen before. He was a pirate! <laughs> he got What's hung! But I, I knew in my heart that if I didn't get rid of him, my health was going, getting so bad that I was probably going to die anyway, Amanda said. Enough of this. Anyway, she's I included this for the simple reason that she has got three articles yes. out of her own... Ma First, she marries the pirate yeah. in international waters, you remember, in a yeah. boat, in a little yeah. rowboat. Yeah. Second, second article, she's divorced him, and now she's been possessed by him. <laughs> she's, she's managing to drag this out and make some money out of it. They're going to get back together. I'll guarantee you in a few months' time... I took my ghost lover pirate back. She'll either be married to another ghost pirate yeah. or the same one. I've changed yeah. Jack the Pirate Ghost. <laughs> Exclusive interview. <laughs> so we sat there and what you, what you say, Jack? <laughs> I can't believe he changed. He was a murderous killer. He was a pirate. You know, Has he got a ghost parrot? I hope he has. Well, she's got a ghost dog. Why can't yeah. he have a ghost parrot? That's probably why the dog was going mental. Must have been the parrot. Yeah. The parrot was she's blaming Jack. It was that fucking naughty parrot. Yeah. Teasing the dog. Shouldn't tease dogs. No. So my girlfriend's kids are obsessed with picking the cat up as if it's like a teddy bear. And he's a big softy, so he lets him, but... I feel bad for him, so I'm like, just let him be a cat, stop picking him up every time you see him. But I found a brilliant video online of this this girl like bending down to her cat and like throwing like fake punches at him. Yeah. And the cat just is just like, fuck this, like launches right up at her face. <laughs> she falls back onto the sofa. He comes up on the back of the sofa and gives her, you know, when they do the really fast punches, like a good five, yeah. six punches to the head. 
and then runs off and the girl is left screaming and traumatised. I'm like, don't wind cats up. <laughs> Have you shown them that? Yeah, that, I yeah. showed them this morning. Like, Fantastic. This is what could happen. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not a teddy. But yeah, anyway, enough of my uh, tales of domesticity. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> so that's been weird news. All right, so today, let's go on to the main thrust of today's topic. Which is Chernobyl, I believe. It is. Well, haven't I got a lovely surprise for you, Ben? Because it went down so well last time I did this. Yeah. I Wasn't the have... Jimmy Savile episode you... No, I think it was Jack the Ripper joke. Yeah. 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 I, I, was, I was talked out of doing the same for, for Jimmy. I think you did still. <laughs> did I? Yeah, probably. Sounds like me. Well... I have scoured the internet to find you a selection of, of some of some of the least shit, less shit. When you Chernobyl say less jokes. shit, yeah, I didn't find any good ones. So I present to you two minutes of non-stop Chernobyl stand-up. Hey! Oh, I apologise for your listeners who are expecting a serious podcast. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Um, thanks all. Thanks for coming. Why shouldn't you shag a Russian prostitute? Go on. Chernobyl drop off. Uh, uh, why shouldn't you? That's wear... probably the best, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why why shouldn't you wear Russian swimming trunks? Chernobyl fall out. Uh, how many Russians does it take to change a light bulb? None. They don't need them. They glow. Um, I just flew in from Chernobyl, and boy, are my arms legs. <laughs> that's not that bad, actually. <laughs> um, uh, I was ex ecstatic to finally, finally visit Chernobyl. Afterwards, I spent weeks radiating happiness. Oh. Chernobyl is a lot like Disneyland. Only difference is that the seven-foot mouse is real. <laughs> a man goes into a farmer's market and sees a sign which says, Apples from Chernobyl. The man says, Are you crazy? Who wants apples from Chernobyl? The trader replies, You'd be surprised. They're popular gifts for bosses, mothers-in-law, etc. Bernard Manning joke there. This one's for you, Ben. No, you think that one's a Bernard Manning one. <laughs> Just you wait. Oof, boy, tough crowd. What do you call a heavy metal band from Chernobyl? Go on. Seven Finger Death Punch. Yay! <laughs> uh, Red Riding Hood from Chernobyl, who has three breasts, is walking through the forest. The wolf stalks her down and tackles her, ripping off her top. He sees her chest and proclaims, My God, you've got three boobs! Red Riding Hood says, Yeah, and if you don't like it, you could suck my dicks. It's very hard. It's very hard to pick. Is this on? Hello. Uh, it's um, it's very hard to pick mushrooms in Chernobyl. They run for cover when you get near. No, they've got legs. Uh, anyway, uh, whew, boy. Wow. You can never trust someone from Chernobyl. Most of them have got two faces. We're about halfway through, boys. Halfway through, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I said to the misses. Three more. Hang on. This is this would be. I should do a Bernard Manning voice. I said to the missus, looking at you is like looking at Chernobyl. She said, why? Because I'm radiatingly beautiful. I says, no, because you're like a fucking disaster. <laughs> well, it's very Bernard Manning. I might as well have been Bernard Manning. In fact, it probably is Bernard Manning. Uh, I, Ghost to Bernard Manning. Uh, stop talking about yourselves. Come on, this is a show. It's a performance. Um, I'll have you ejected. I am an inspiration. Why, I hear you ask? Because I rebuilt Chernobyl with my own three hands. <laughs> I've also ejected, whatever, you ejected me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Oh, hang on, we're nearly there. A boy in Russia asks his grandpa, is it true there was a disaster in Chernobyl in 1986? 
Yes, says the grandpa, patting the boy's head. And is it also true that there were no real consequences? asked the boy. Yes, said the grandpa, patting the boy's other head. And finally, wow, tough crowd. <laughs> so the Irish have announced that they have sent a peacekeeping force to the Ukraine. They report that they've managed to secure the city of Chernobyl with little to no resistance. Anybody? No? Oh, well, you've been a wonderful audience, regardless. <laughs> Safe journey home, and lads, don't do up your flies in a hurry, or Chernobyl get caught. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> wow. Woo! That's usually, have you ever seen a comedy show? That's usually the bit where yeah, you... Yeah, I've, I've seen a comedy show, and that wasn't Thanks, it. Mike. <laughs> Thank Mike you. being polite more than anything. <laughs> Thank you. I've seen comedy shows before. Yes, some um, of them starring me. And that ranked... Somewhere near the bottom. I held my microphone like a stand-up and everything. And? and, and jokes. <laughs> if you can call them that. <sighs> right, let's get to the serious factual coverage of Chernobyl. We apologise for that so-called comedy show. Drop off. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, racist! I'm going to cancel you! I didn't say it in a Chinese accent. (laughs) Or Japanese accent. Let's not exclude everybody. Uh, Chernobyl nuclear power plant next to the brand new city of Pripyat in the north of Ukraine, not far from the Belarusian border. Pripyat was called an atom city. It was literally just brand new. Mm. Brand fucking new. It's knocked it up. Did they call it Atom City because of the plant or Atom as in it just sprang up? Out of... No, it's just the plant. Oh, okay. They were kind of all... Any sort of city that was housed the workers of a nuclear plant are just like called Atom yeah. Cities. I was just thinking, because we live in a new town, and if if, it, if we could say we live in an Atom town, that would be even cool. That would be pretty sweet, but no, oh, no. Okay. We live in a shit hole. We live in a slag town. <laughs> <laughs> the sl- Bernard Manning of podcasts. The slag heaps from the coal. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta see what you did there. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery snake. <you>. <laughs> <laughs> on the 26th of April, at 23 minutes past one, an explosion rocked reactor number four, blowing the roof off, exposing the reactor core, and spewing a vast cloud of radioactive smoke into the sky. Wow. Um, as 5% of the material in the core was eject over the time that was burning. It was, uh, I should have fucking wrote it down, sorry listener, but it was a certain amount of times bigger in terms of fallout than uh, Hiroshima. Oh, it was massively it? bigger than yeah. that, yeah. So the accident occurred, ironically, when a safety test was being conducted. Uh, yeah. Never do safety tests. Never label anything safety. Never do safety <laughs> tests, because it will always backfire on you. Uh, well... It's not the test's fault either, it's the, we'll get into it, but it's one man's insistence, insistence that he knew the, right uh, on the <laughs> test being done when it probably shouldn't have been done. But hey, don't question the man at the top. What do you know, you little peasant ant worker? Well, this is it. He's a, he's a party member. Well, they're all party members, yeah. being here, but you know, he's top party member. Don't it, question the party. Is being a party member akin to being a made man in the Mafia? Like, to get into the mob, you have to be, you're a made man. Well, it's like a Nazi in the Nazi... Yeah, yeah anyone yeah. can be a member of the party. Yeah. He's in the party. But you've got to then conform. Mm. But if you're not in the party, you have a shitter life. Yeah. What Hitler said in The Triumph of the Will, 
was. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's been watching a lot of Nazi propaganda films recently. Mike Camp is at his bedside. I watched it once. Okay. Yeah, like You've watched know. others, you told yeah, me on Friday you watched others. I may watch a couple more, but... <laughs> know thy enemy. Exactly. I think he's converting. <laughs> and he said, like, oh, the ordinary citizen is the ordinary citizen. Mm. You know, if you're a member of the Nazi party, you're like a super citizen. Yeah. yeah. More responsibility, you know, loyalty to the party, all this shit. Better living standards, I imagine. Yeah. If you're not in a war zone. Yeah. Uh, so you get but, perks, don't you? Of course. Mm. That's what people do it. Putting your son out of going to the Eastern Front. <laughs> what yeah. was the guy's name? I didn't write it down. I'm a oh, Dyatlov. Shit journalist, that guy, yeah, he's a bit of a. He was a broken man, I, that's my theory. Yeah, I'll get into well, that. Yeah, we'll, I'm jumping we'll, ahead. We'll, we'll, so. um, we've got a little bit of background and then we'll, we'll go into what happened. So, the Chernobyl power plant. The accident occurred sorry, when a safety test was conducted. A combination of inherent reactor flaws, some human error, because there was a little bit of human error, but mm. not enough. To, uh, it was when it was compounded on by a stubborn, pig-headed refusal to look facts in the face more than yeah. anything, all contributed to the disaster. Now, the power plant was one of the most uh, one of the Soviet Union's most advanced facilities, compromising four reactors, Soviet-designed RBMK reactors running on uranium two three five, highly radioactive, mm-hmm. but not very efficient at lower levels. Right. These, re- these reactors. There was a flaw, there was a flaw, you know, yeah. in the design, and they knew about it. So they d- didn't run them at low power. They used to run them at low power? They didn't work that well at 200, uh, oh, what's the 200 measure? megahertz? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Megatons, is it? Oh, I don't know. Megahertz. Okay, yeah. I think so. Anyway, anyway, um, reactor four was the newest going online in 1983. Now, this place is massive. It's got four nuclear reactors, mm-hmm. and it will take you half an hour to walk from one end of the facility to the other. Wow. How do they turn the nuclear... And do they make energy then from a nuclear power plant? Nuclear, so a nuclear reactor is like a giant steam engine. Uranium fuel rods retract to provide steam from water that is being pumped through the core. This drives turbines, which produces electricity. Control rods of graphite are lowered to slow down reactions or to speed up reactions. If you want more reactivity, yeah. graphite rods up. Yeah. Less reactivity, graphite rods down. I heard a good, simple explanation. These rods are the accelerator and the brakes. Yeah. Basically, the same pedal is both. Yeah. Because I didn't know how a nuclear reactor worked until this morning. It's actually quite a simple idea. I was, I was shocked. I was like, yeah. what? Steam? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was some magical, like, something. Not magic. You know no, what I mean? I thought it was something way two more... Two uranium atoms. Yeah. And that's really hot, I Clashing together. Yeah. Fission. Yeah. yeah fission. Apart. Causes energy, mm. heats the water, makes the steam, makes steam runs the turbines. I mean, them, them, yeah, them little uranium things are like bullets, mm. just whizzing round, and then yeah. they're going to hit one, hit each other, produce that energy, mm. produce heat. Yeah, balls of well, steam. They're unstable, aren't they? There's more neutrons than that's right. Electrons, so they, they, you know, they're fizzing about, and right. they want to sort of latch onto the. And things. one of the byproducts is like hot water that runs off into the uh, yeah. local rivers and stuff. That mm. is probably is that radioactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, that's not good, is no. it? But people fish in those rivers. Yeah. So yeah. I was in the documentary I watched, In the Good Times of Chernobyl, because everyone in that town works at the plant, don't they? Yeah, it? everyone does something yeah. for that. Or they're like, 
you know, support people like firemen, policemen, things like that. They're all to do with that yeah. plant, yeah. Well, there's a guy working at the plant who, on the day of the explosion, he wasn't at work. He was at the river. Uh, he was a maintenance man. He was doing a bit of fishing at the river, and it just casually mentioned... Was he nuclear fishing well, at the river? Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, I'm the fucking one that does the jokes. <laughs> that was better than all of yours. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The Red Riding Hood one. That was better than all of yours put together. Seven fingers Still doesn't beat Slagtown. Ah, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm going home. Uh, <laughs> Right, what was I about? Oh yeah, he was fishing, and it mentioned like the oh, the fish were attracted to the river from the warm runoff water from the plant. And I was thinking, well, is that good for anyone involved then? The fish or the the man fishing them? I hope he's not taking them home and cooking them. Yeah. I mean, he's only the janitor. It doesn't. I'm not. He might not understand nuclear fusion. It must be like a low fishing. level of radiation. Do you want it? A safe level. It must be a safe think? level. Should they're pumping it into the? But it's not safe wow. to go back there now, or is but it? But then again, this is 1986 in the Soviet Union. Yeah. I mean, our own health and safety laws were fucking atrocious in the 80s. Well, that's yeah. shit now. They're not great now, but they're even worse. I mean, mm. my my dad used to work in a battery making factory. Mm. Worked there for 30 years. All the waste chemicals not disposed. I used to throw them at the back. Mm. That was it. You just throw it at the back. Went probably went into the water table and everything. I know. 70 percent of climate change is down to 100 companies. And we subsidise these cunts. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, we make cool stuff. Millions and billions of pounds a year to poison our world, mm. to extract oil and gas from. But, but I like being able to get from A to B, and I like Big Macs. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Dems the rules. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only joking. I know it's horrific, but I don't like thinking about it because it makes you feel small and weak and powerless. Yeah, but instead, why don't we tax the companies? Instead of giving them subsidies, tax with they're going to be Because the they're in bed with the politicians. Well, I know why. Well, yeah. yeah, I know you know why. It's a rhetorical question, but... It's never going to... It's just... We've just got to accept it. That's why I always well, You don't have to accept it. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Fuck, it's no, not going to change. That. Well, we're going to die then, aren't we? We're just going to be doomed. I'm going to be a slave till the day I die. A working stiff. We've had 10,000 years of human evolution. That's not bad going for any species. But I've had a laugh. What about the other species that will die? Well, we're all going out together. Yeah, survival of the fittest and the shittest, mm. to be honest. But anyway, let's not depress ourselves with economics, mate. <laughs> let's get back to Chernobyl. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's cheering. <laughs> I tried to lighten it. <laughs> tried <laughs> being the operative word. Moved off the stage again. <laughs> so as the test began, almost all of the control rods were removed. Temperatures soared and a massive steam explosion blew the roof off the building and exposed the core, resulting in fires and radiation leaking into the sky because they were running it at 200 megahertz. Mm. When they realised that the temperature was spiking, they hit the shutdown button, which created a power surge. Yeah. Because the shutdown button should drop the rods, which it did, but it sped it up into the slow... Yeah. So then you had a power surge, which then blew the lid off the... Uh, cracked open the core... Exposing the radiation, blew the roof off the building. I think practically one guy's fault, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Dyatlov basically went ahead with the test. N probably not aware of the flaw. I doubt that any of them were aware with the flaw in the reactor design because it was a state secret. Mm. But the minute that reactor didn't start performing as it should have been, they should have just gone, you know what, cancel the test and just bring the power back up slowly. But it was his pig-headedness. Yeah, he wouldn't so. accept it. But I'm sure it said in the thing I watched today that the power was doubling a second. Doubling yeah. every second. And they told that guy, Diatlov, and he's like, impossible! Huh? Oh, fuck! 
He wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't believe it, would he? Uh, He was having none of it. They kept telling him, we shouldn't be running it this low. It can't be done. And he was just like, look, I'm in fucking charge here. And he, his motives were kind of, I I heard that there was, somebody above him was being moving on to another plan. So it was important to him to get this test done on time so that he could probably be promoted up to replace yeah. the top top guy who was leaving. So remember, in this in Soviet Russia, he mm. gets a better food, better house, yeah, better car, yeah. better food, mm-hmm. higher status in society, yeah, better protection. And better also, protection. a big factor in it was that the people below him, they all got to live in um like the top guys. They weren't living in that little town nearby. There was a different town. It was, was actually quite, the town of Chernobyl, which is further yeah, away than Pripyat. Which was full of these sort of high ups in the power plant. And it was a really high standard of living. Huh. It was an upper middle class way of living, you yeah. know. It was really yeah. beautiful place. Losing your job meant losing your home in that yeah. town. So yeah. there's a real fear of getting sacked to the point where you're doing something that you know is incredibly dangerous. But you're not going to say no to this insistent man above yeah. you. There's not many people... In our society, that would say no to a boss. No, no, it's yeah. true. It's We're true. conditioned that way. Mm. We're conditioned from school. You know, why do they? Why? Why do they, mm. you know? Get, get there for nine o'clock or whatever. It's conditioning you for to work, respect yeah. authority, yeah, and not question. And do a job. That's it. Mm. That's all that ninety percent of the people are to these people. It's just keep your nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Keep your head down. Keep your nose. Keep clean. making me money. Yeah. You of course, when you are part of the authority, then life becomes a little bit easier. You're fucking the lowest supervisor on the mm. supervisor rank, Ben. Doesn't you matter. Barely qualified. I'm the people's the people's key off. I am. You're the Arnold Rimmer of key your factory. Key operative, yeah, he is. That's what he's Arnold Rimmer. <laughs> I'm the people's key off. Third technician. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. senior. I'm a senior member of staff. You're the lowest ranked officer on the ship. No, there's people lower than me. Well, the operatives. Fuck. You know, I look out for them. I'm, I'm the people's champion. You're a lance corporal at best. <laughs> Probably a sergeant, to be fair. Fuck off. Fuck off. Key operative, you're lance corporal. I'm sergeant. What extra special responsibilities do you have? Yeah, loads you... of stuff I do. <laughs> you can't name one. Do you have to write everyone's name down on a clipboard? Is that one of your big special? Do you have to tick off who's here? I just tick off who's in. Yeah, yeah that's what exactly. I Because the supervisors want to do it. Basically, I do anything the supervisors want to do. Exactly, all the dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to suck them off at the end of the day. <laughs> No, I don't go that far. <laughs> anyway, you might have some sway in the factory, but that doesn't fucking... It's got no currency round here, mate. You're, you're not our supervisor. <laughs> I you're can't, talking to I, us I, like you're a better class of human. I am. We don't work there. <laughs> I am. If we did, we'd probably be higher ranked than you. And oh, you wouldn't like that, would you? I don't know about that. Come on, now. I could suck my way up the, <laughs> the factory ladder. <laughs> <laughs> no, you as just... long as they, they don't do drug tests, do they? No. Ah, oh, fucking, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll get you a job. All right, I might need that one day. <laughs> the robots take your job <laughs> in about ten years. No, let's <laughs> not go down this road. Again. I'm actually armed with more information than I was oh. last time. Yes, a, a little flaw in your in your AI plan. Not my plan. Yeah, yeah Mike, it's all your plan. You're the one that keeps telling me I'm going to lose my job in ten years. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. How? Oh, I'm going to retrain what has a, a fucking You're Jedi. Jizz, jizz <laughs> You're going to retrain as a Jedi. <laughs> Essentially, there's something that the machines will never understand, which 
if you drive, it might be hard to explain, but if you're a driver, you'll get that there's a gate, there's a certain element of chance, and like, okay, you're driving down <coughs> the road, somebody's, a pedestrian's on the side looking like they're gonna cross, and there's a little psychological game that happens where you might actually start to accelerate, right? Should you be accelerating because no, people no, look like they're gonna cross the road? This happens all the time. You're not accelerating, you're just accelerating slightly to send the message to them. Don't, it's not safe to cross, don't cross yet. And it works, they will back off like, oh, he's going a bit quick. Or you will slow down to allow them to cross. There's all this sort of weird stuff like that that's go like social interaction, basically. That the AI is, like, the actual driving the car with their, and it can fucking do that, but it's having it out on its own in public, doing all these incredibly complex things without there ever being a fuck up. They're miles away from it. That's why I think you're wrong. Well, I heard that from a a man who works in AI who was being interviewed, so no offence. Well, I've heard conflicted opinions. Well, politics, Mike. Kurtzwall himself. Is he dead? Just ahead of Google, I think, was he? Mm -hmm. And I can't remember his name, but he was saying that... Well, if we're there now, why are they doing it? We're not there yet. I agree with you. No, it is. That's the thing. The tech, the actual car... Being able to drive yeah, itself. Yeah, all about the AI. It'll never quite understand the human. I'm not well, saying they're not going to do it, but it won't. It won't well, be able we to drive like We were having a discussion today about the Xbox mm-hmm. and the graphics compared through the stages to 360 and the and the new one. Yeah. And you said there's a bit of a massive. There's quite a big jump. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the same with the AI. It's going to keep jumping and jumping exponentially. Mm. It'll, they'll need to recreate a human. I'm just saying, he ain't going to drive like me. <laughs> it ain't going to be able to make the kind of decisions that I make. Fuck that robot driver. You know that everybody thinks they're a good driver. I know they do. And I'll also tell you, mark yourself out of ten, then minus five, and you might be somewhere close to the fucking truth. Because all these ten mile a week toss putts, right, who fucking drive to Tesco and back and work and back, think they fucking know driving, and are constantly giving the finger to people and getting pissed off. Fuck off. They can't drive. And... When you have to go on a speed awareness course, they do that at the start. They're like, give yourself a mark out of 10. Smug guy who's done it 12 times that day. And you mark yourself and you have to call out what it is. And he's like, well, take away five because why are you here on a speeding course? Because I'm clever clogs and I have been on several speeding (laughs) courses and I despise them. I said, well, look, mate, who here drives for 10 hours a day? I'm the only one with my hand up. And I was like, across those 10 hours, Sometimes I'm a fucking 10 out of 10. Some point I'll be a 7. Some point a 1. Sometimes a 3. What does that do to your little test thing then? And he's like, moving on. And what <laughs> so do you mark yourself as? Me, a solid 7. That's my average. It'll go high, it'll be low. I'm driving all day. I'd still do silly things sometimes. <laughs> I'd run over a child. No. <laughs> He stepped out in front of me and he got a wing mirror in the face. <laughs> and that kid learned a very valuable lesson that day about crossing behind very large part school buses. Yeah. I, hey, I didn't get charged. The biggest miracle that day was that I passed the fucking drug test at the side of the road. <laughs> I tell you, talk about nuclear power, the way my fucking leg was jiggling in the front of that seat waiting for the test to come back. That could have fucking... Powered a fucking small, <laughs> could you, small yeah. European could country. Like, you meant to wait to urinate. <laughs> <laughs> it went far off. Like, I was shit in a Britain. And the worst was, it was within visual distance of my actual work 
base where I was heading back to. So I was sitting there in the police car looking at my employer, thinking like, well, that's all gone, isn't it? It's all fucked. And then he's like, I basically told him as well. I was like, I'm failing that, man. I didn't tell him why. And then he's like, well, that's come back clear. And he's all jolly and cheerful. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> I had to sit there for a bit longer while he interviewed the witnesses and stuff. And I've been, I said, I think I don't give a fuck. Charge me for fucking child murder right now. <laughs> fuck, I passed a fucking drug test, bitch. <laughs> Woo! Not that I had any reason to not pass. A <coughs> of course, of course not. Course. Obviously, you'd never go to work stoned. Ben, I'm a seven out of ten. Exactly. That would make me a three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Responsibility. <laughs> anyway, Take you're not better than us. To I used to do the uh, last, last little bit on the explosion and... To conclude the tangent, you're not better than us. Supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to an opinion. They're like arseholes. Everyone's got one. Does he make a report about us when he gets home? Like, <laughs> yeah, I give you grades. <laughs> Gaz was very rebellious tonight. <laughs> <laughs> An unknown flaw with the RBMK reactor was that at lower production levels, it became harder to control the release of neutrons, which result in a power surge. Okay. Couple this so that the graphite control rods were not co arranged correctly for the test, resulted in said power surge overheating and causing the steam explosion. Mm. And they thought it was a control tank yeah. that had gone up originally. Mm. So, the explosion happened literally as the control team hit the shutdown button. Oh, and there was two distinct thumps Remember, they're quite a way away in this control yeah, they room. Were, they're, you know, they're a good bit away, and they've probably got a bit of radiation shielding as well, I thought. It came in eventually. Oh, yeah, it, it came them. in eventually. Yeah, it got them. And they've just got paper suits on. Yeah, <laughs> little paper hats. Little paper hats. Yeah, like surgeons' hats. Like, yeah. What's I going to fucking do? <laughs> well, the they... goggles, they did nothing. <laughs> uh, do you want to call that piss break, then? All right, we'll be back. Oh. Comrades. All right, so... Firemen are called immediately to the facility. Have you ever heard the, the well, whatever the 999 version is in, in Soviet Russia? What the number is? Well, I don't know what the number is, but the uh, the call is, it's all in Russian, but it's like... Oh, the actual call. They trans it's they, in the subtitles, and it's like, yeah. it makes you say, oh, is the roof's on fire. And he goes, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, there's clips of that in the documentary I watched. Is um, it a special Chernobyl-based nuclear fire, people? You know, nope. it just you'd be a bug standard. Fuck, well that sucks for them. They didn't have hazmat suits, nope. did they? No, nope, they didn't even have any. They showed up without anything, oh. but they actually had the lack of preparedness the, of the Pripyat uh, hospitals and services. Mm. Considering their entire function is to service this nuclear power plant, yeah, is quite bad. They had no iodine tablets yeah, in the that. hospital. Is that the helps you, way to, uh, which helps you to cope with the radiation. Oh, right, okay. To absorb it. It absorbs it, yeah. Instead right. of your thyroids, your throat absorbing, your throat absorbing what you're breathing in, uh, it gets absorbed by the iodine. So fires were raging into the sky, and a dense black cloud of smoke and intense radiation was just spewing out of the top of what was left of Reactor Four. Mm. And there was a beautiful blue glow Aww. spread around the top That's of the building, nice, isn't it? and that was the radiation ionising in the air. Wow. 
basically the, 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 the two, three, five molecules are hitting the oxygen and reacting with it and causing this blue glow. Yeah, there's a bit in the scene where the people are standing on the banks of the river. And that happened. They're on a bridge a kilometre away yeah. from the burning nuclear reactor core. Oh, look how pretty it is. Yeah. They're dancing in the air. The children, they think it's snow. They think it's snowing. The children are dan playing in the snow. Well, that janitor I mentioned earlier who uh, was fishing, they stayed up really late taking advantage of that light to fish until they started to feel incredibly sick. Mm. <laughs> I've heard that tale, yeah. 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 Like, oh, this is ace, we can fish all night, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They'll put the fire out. <laughs> Fucking hell, you're looking very dark, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Me mate, whatever your name you is. You suddenly glow a bit. Uh, your face has gone really red. Yeah, that was my favourite factor. Not favourite, pretty dark, but your skin, literally, after a few days, the burns don't really show at first. After a few days, your skin starts to turn literally black. Oh, yeah. And they call that the nuclear tan. Wow. Wow. How dark. What? Yeah, literally. Yeah. The farmer responded with told a roof I was underway. They had no radiation protection. And in the rush, some didn't actually have jackets or helmets. Wow. But again, they didn't actually have any radiation suits or anything. Not that it would have done much good at the distance yeah, they're at, but they had... Did the state just think that it would never happen? But yes, so exactly. Really? There was a quote by some Russian uh, member of the, the Politburo, their, right. their sort of councillor and Gorbachev, and he was like, that one in 10,000 year chance. Mm. And he said that months before yeah. this happened. One in 10,000 year chance. It's safe. But remember, this has never happened. All these safety measures are in place to make sure that this doesn't happen. And it's happened. And I think that there's the reason that it, for 20 hours, was just burning away quite merrily is that no one would just fucking accept the fact. I mean, you, Dyatlov sent two people to look at where the core used to be. To actually go to the edge and have a look in. Yeah. And they came back, faces red yeah. from the radiation exposure and burning, vomiting Literally, where they yeah. stand, and they're like, the core's gone. Nope, don't believe you. God. Don't believe you, it's impossible. And to the point where he went mm. and had a look and still didn't believe it for himself and went down with radiation poisoning. Yeah. He looked a bit of a state. I saw a footage of him not long after the incident. Yeah. And he got some of it, didn't he? Exactly. Motherfucker he got, survived, though. Yeah, he got a near-lethal dose again. Mm. Fucker's indestructible. We should point out, actually, that he had a... Did we mention it earlier or mention it off-air? Where he had kind of a personal battle with the atom. He was, yeah. He'd been working on Soviet nuclear reactors for submarines. Yeah. There was a radiation leak. He received a near-fatal dose. His 10-year-old son died of leukaemia, potentially because of his father's clothing, which he came home in. Mm. And was therefore irradiated himself, and that's a, that's why he, that's possibly one of the reasons why he saw it as like a, almost because he's seen it as like a, a personal battle yeah, between, between him and the reactor. Yeah, crazy. Sounds a bit, you know, a bit like Batman or somebody, somebody very damaged and obsessed and driven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so firefighters basically start to hose water inside into the burning stack of nuclear fuel. Right. What did this do? Creates more steam, really. <laughs> more more smoke, more danger. Stuff being spread. Also, the tanks 
underneath the emergency, which had kind of sort of been emptied by two engineers who went down there and opened them and died as a result of their radiation poisoning later on. It kind of refilled them because all they were doing was just pumping water into it. One of the things in the show which was really well done is one of the firefighters, and this is true, they put it into the thing, he picks up this chunk of black rock and the other guy's like, come on, get the fucking hose ready, you know, sort it out, get on yeah. the game. Puts it down. Within sort of 30 seconds, he's on the ground sort of screaming. Mm. They take his glove off and his hand is just red. He picked up graphite, which Shit. which is the stuff that's just bombarded by uranium-235. Yeah, it's five. the tip of the rods, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That, like, go forced down into the water, I guess. Because none of these uh, firefighters... Uh, know what that is. Why would they? It's not their job, is it? Maybe they do. Maybe you'd think if you were stationed near to a nuclear reactor, you might have some extra further training. You would think that. You would, wouldn't you? You'd like to. But this was 1986, Soviet... Uh, was it actually, It was in the Ukraine, wasn't it? The it was actual, Ukraine, but, yeah. yeah. Soviet Union. Yeah. So calling it Russia is not technically correct. No, it was it? a satellite. But, um, it was a yeah. Soviet satellite. Stage. But you know what we fucking mean, listener. Oh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, the fireman. Shit. You'd think, wouldn't you? Look, if this ever does happen, there's, you know, there's just materials you've not seen before. They burn in this way. Blah blah blah. For don't God's sake, this. don't pick it up. Yeah, don't touch anything. But don't is it something like getting four million extra chest uh, X-rays? It was ten thousand chest X-rays. Shit. In the but mm. but this didn't happen. Mm. This had never happened. It was impossible. What was Fukushima because of the? Earthquake. Tsunami or earthquake. Yeah, disrupted the... That wasn't um, human error then. No, no. Right, so, so we have learned from this. Well, have we? Oh, well, we'll get in, we'll, we are. Well, we're, we're still into, making them. We'll right? get into this next week. Yeah, but are we making a little, them A little teaser. This, there was 12 RBMK reactors built, yeah. and I believe there's still a couple operated now. Well, just don't turn them to low power. That's no, that's, that's basically what they do. We just don't turn them to low yeah. power now. Based on the one documentary I've watched, my expert opinion is keep them turned all the way the fuck up. All it takes is an earthquake, a hurricane, a tsunami, a tornado. Or an arrogant man who wants promotion. Yeah. Or yeah. a terrorist. That's true, terrorist. A lot of the guys said, well, the survivors, there's not many, but who were actually in the control room. I don't, I'm not sure who he was. But I saw interviews with him, but he was definitely one of the main dudes in there. And he survived with a lot of skin grafts and mm. all that kind of... And he can't touch oil or petrol now. Yes, he went... He held the door open for people, didn't mm. he? To go in... The two guys yeah, who went to look at the core, he actually held the door open for them. And then he went back to look for them, I think. But he, he found the one dying on the floor and the other one was just fucking atomised. Blown up. Anyway. Oh, fuck. Fuck, I've lost my uh, train of thought. I saw the interview. The, the fucking miracle. He survived. Yeah, absolute miracle. He actually had um, a guy, he carried a guy out. Awesome. And this guy had been severely irradiated. And his hand had been loosely resting against his his back. Yeah. They'd been carrying him over his shoulder. And when he put him down, this guy was dead. Mm. And he's like, oh, shit. Then he felt his skin on his back, like, really sort of um, hot. And he's like, oh, fuck it. It turns out the perfect human handprint oh, on his back. That's how irradiated these guys are. Now these firefighters, right, they're trying to put out this fire. They're thinking it's a standard sort of job. Uh, a lot of them actually reported tasting metal, which is yeah. a thing with radi- high levels of radiation. Mm. They didn't know. Yeah. And they literally walk into the damaged reactor building, mm. trying to put the fire out. 
most would be dead in weeks from radiation poisoning. The unlucky and, ones were dead years later. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd take the... I'm not sure if I'd take the... I'd rather die instantly than oh, have no, three I've got a, years of operations and pain. No, I, I don't know. Let's have a look at this video about what radiation yeah, poisoning does to your body. This would explain why I'd probably prefer to go quick rather than experience years of slow, slow... Death. I don't know. If it's a, a cancer, all right, I still don't want that. I don't want what these guys go through because this is intense pain. I mean, I'll tell you a little bit. Your your body basically decomposes while you're alive, From doesn't it? From the inside it? out. From the inside yeah. out. Your veins and arteries split open. Oh, you can't nice. even administer morphine yeah. to numb the pain, Horrific, which is at this point excruciating. You were, In that Chernobyl drama, whoever did the makeup in that show deserves some kind of award because... This guy, they've got him like he's just like melting into his bed, effectively. Shit. Oh, the here's whole, a quick the whole look of that show is amazing. Sorry. Here's a quick question about that show because I'm yet to watch it. Is it done in like English with Russian accents? No. Or is it Russian with subtitles? No, English? no. Just normal. Accents. They've just kept the accent. Oh, fair enough. They um, they I prefer that. He sometimes. actually spoke about that on the podcast about mm, it. He yeah. said we tried it with Russian accents, and he goes, mm. didn't really work. Yeah. We tried it with everyone doing a sort of vague Eastern European yeah. accent, but the problem is you have, you have with actors is they tend to act the role and emphasise accents more. Yeah. So in the end, we just said to people, just just use your voice. Yeah, and, it, and it works. Although, uh, Scale... Oh, I can't remember his name. He was in the Avengers films. He plays the um, the Doctor who hangs around with Thor, the Norwegian oh, dude. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like him. That he accent. plays the, the one of the main characters. Well, he's got that accent yeah. anyway. Though. But he grew up in Sweden, obviously, during this. And he, he said, like, at, in the years after, we couldn't eat wild mushrooms... Mm. We couldn't kill reindeer and eat them because they'd all been irradiated by this. Fuck. Yeah, I did see a map yeah, that showed... 50,000 years it can last. Jesus. So well, you've probably all got this, Linus. People in Britain, that's what I think, the map, yeah. it definitely covered Britain. So people in Britain could have had some kind of leukaemia and cancer yeah. since 1986 and it literally came from because this fucking geezer wanted promotion. That's it, you see the nuclear ash gets to the clouds, doesn't it? Yeah. It comes down mm. as rain and there you go. Yeah, I mean, in yeah, imagine being in Eastern Europe. I mean, you're not, you're not the kids outside. Is one of the mutations that all the women are like really attractive? It's a possibility. <laughs> We've both been to Poland. There's a high, an abnormal, an abnormally high level of incredibly beautiful people. Shame they've all got tumours. <laughs> Oof. A lot of people walking around uh, without thyroids <laughs> as well in there. Well, there's a few. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's true. It is true. You can definitely... Well, the thing is, this it's proven that this has increased cancer rates across not just Eastern Europe, Europe as a whole. Motherfuckers. You know, we'll never know the scale of this, basically. You'll never know it. Well, no. Not if it lasts right. 50,000 years. Some of it's lasting 50,000 years. Yeah. Some of it's lasting a lot longer than that. But let's have a look at this video on radiation poisoning. Yay. See what it is. It's four minutes long. Uh, but it explains it a lot more eloquently than I can. Ionizing radiation is like cupcakes. One cupcake, that's fine. A thousand cupcakes at once, not fine. You've probably seen acute radiation poisoning on TV. People wrapped in bandages and such. But chances are, you don't know what's going on there. So let's shed some visible light radiation on this mystery, shall we? 
There are a few kinds of radiation. Some is light or heat, but the kind that damages tissue is called ionizing radiation. Ionizing radiation comes in high energy waves like x-rays and gamma rays or from nuclear material via particle decay. This kind of radiation can damage atoms, which can affect whole molecules like DNA, and that can affect your cells, organs, and eventually your whole body. For example, your cells are comprised of water. H2O, which if broken apart by radiation can reform as O2 or H2 or H2O2, hydrogen peroxide. Not great. Of course, this all depends on dosage. Theoretically, ionizing radiation has no safe dosage. When you get a dose of radiation, specialists use sieverts to calculate how much they used in gray for the actual absorption of radiation into tissue. A dental or stomach x-ray might be like 8 milligrays, which isn't that many, or 8 millisieverts. Repeated low-level exposure, like in tanning or working near nuclear material, can cause cancer. But when lots of ionizing radiation hits you at once, which is what we're going to talk about, it causes acute radiation poisoning, which is serious, and it comes in four phases. First is prodromal. This is vomiting, nausea, diarrhea, anorexia, and more radiation makes this worse. It can hit you within a few minutes or days after an exposure. Second, you'd actually feel better. This is called the latent phase. You'd get over these flu-like symptoms, but you didn't actually get over them. If you'd had lab tests, they would show that you'd been poisoned by radiation. Then maybe weeks after that, bam, the manifest illness phase hits. That's when a bunch of bad stuff happens that we'll get into. And then four is recovery or death. If it's a low dosage, you can probably recover, though you may have a higher risk of cancer. However, above a certain point, the poop emoji hits the fan. Say <laughs> someone was exposed to the equivalent of 125 abdomen x-rays all at once. Then they'd hit the lowest level of radiation poisoning. From one to 10 gray, the radiation penetrates tissue and kills bone marrow cells by damaging their DNA. No bone marrow means no replacement white blood cells in case of infection, no new red blood cells, no new platelets in case of injury. All of that is bad. It can cause death from infection or from blood loss. If your bone marrow is destroyed, you could get a bone marrow transplant, but even that only gives you a 50-50 chance. At more than 10 gray, at least 1,250 x-rays at once. Cells in the gastrointestinal tract are killed, meaning the body can no longer absorb nutrients, causing electrolyte imbalances, dehydration, and worse. Once the GI tract shuts down, nothing can be done. Death is certain. Over 20 gray, 2,500 x-rays at once. It's not clear what happens, but doctors think your cardiovascular system and central nervous system swell with fluid thanks to damaged cells. In less than three days, the brain can't control the body anymore because of cell death, and that's all she wrote. Because radiation is damaging DNA at the atomic level, acute poisoning is very hard to treat. Radaway doesn't exist, but there are some treatments for some of the symptoms. For example, if you get an infection because your white blood cells are compromised, doctors can treat it. Same with the nausea, the burns, dehydration. We know a lot about this because of the disaster at Chernobyl and because of the bombs dropped on Japan to end World War II. Scientists entered the area studying the sick and documenting everything they could, but there's still a lot that we don't know. I mean, as scary as radiation can be, most of us will never get exposed to the dosages required to have to know all this stuff. You hope. But it's still kind of... <laughs> Nice to know. And some threads, mate. That was, uh, yeah, so that's pretty uh, pretty comprehensive and simple. Um, and I remember I heard it was 10,000 x-rays from holding that graphite. If you're holding it in your hand, mm. I would imagine that, yeah, you're probably a bit in the ballpark there, aren't you? 
you're, yeah. you're exposed to it, you're and then the you're holding it in your hand. Yeah, at the high end. Yeah. I if you work in the radiation industry, so you you take X-rays at the hospital, or you work in a power plant, you are only allowed so much per year for your working life. Right. So you might only be able to give, I don't know, 30 X-rays a year mm. if you work in the NHS. Yeah. Right. Which you wonder how safe this shit really is. But it's it? fine as long you have like a lifetime level of radiation yeah. you can be exposed to. Here's a schoolboy question, I'm afraid. I've never th- ever thought about this. Where does the radiation... Why does an X-ray... What's causing radiation in the X-ray machine? What's happening there? It's radiation waves. Oh. Like your microwave is radiation waves. Ah, right. X-rays are different. Well, yeah, yeah, X-rays. It's a different type that is, like, more harmful. Yeah, so like my microwave's harmless to me, or is it harmless? No, well, don't oh, stand in front. I wouldn't stand in front of it if you it's, want children. It's, it's harmless. <laughs> That's probably an urban myth. I don't know what it is. I guess wow. with the cover on it. Yeah, but without the cover, now you'd be getting microwaves. Fuck. That's a form of radiation. Yeah, I mean, remember what is a microwave oven doing? It is superheating the molecules in your food using the water. Superheating the water molecules in your food. Yeah. To make them hot, to vibrate faster, to make them hot. Yeah. Now, if there's no shielding on your microwave and you were stood in front of it for 10 minutes, mm. maybe that's going to start making the water molecules in your body start to get hotter. <laughs> yeah, okay. You've just reminded me of, a, of a, an awesome moment from the series The Osbournes. I never watched it. It's an epic moment. Ozzy's, I did watch it. Ozzy's in the kitchen and it's like a guy who works for him or somebody who's like just a normal guy and he's explained the microwave's on and he's literally explaining what you just did to Ozzy. He's explaining to him why you've got to let the food rest after you've cooked it because the molecules are literally still kind of moving and stuff still happening molecular yeah. level. And as he's like, I want me dinner, not a fucking science lesson. Yes. After the firemen have mm. tried to do their thing, and all gone down with radiation poisoning. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, they're carrying their mates on stretchers mm. and then collapsing themselves and vomiting everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's basically who's kind of strongest in a way to, mm. to make it to back to an ambulance. They're taken to Moscow. Right. A hotel in Moscow. Uh, hotel. Hospital in Moscow. <laughs> Just shut them in a room you for the night. Them. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Pripyat's civic leaders. Who was that? Wasn't me. Mine hasn't lit up, so I assume it's not me. Um, what was you going to read? Is <laughs> that you? No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least it's all quiet. I didn't realise it was my I'm sorry. Uh, so meanwhile, Pripyat civic leaders are called into a meeting with the management of the power plant and its chief engineer, and also local senior party members. Mm. And, of course, they say to him, don't worry, this facility's uh, built to withstand a nuclear attack, this bunker, so we're quite safe down here. <laughs> yeah. and, and they sort of say, don't worry, everything's fine. I've called Comrade so-and-so, who's called Comrade so-and-so, who's called Governor so-and-so, and it's gone all the way to Gorbachev. And that's what you did in the Soviet Union, you passed shit up the ladder. So it's like, well, I don't want to deal with this, I'm passing the guy above me. I don't want to deal with this, I'm passing the guy above me, until it gets to Gorbachev, who has got no one else to pass it on to. But... The, 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 the sort of the senior pioneer is like, yep, yeah, you know, remember that the state looks after the people, the state is the people, this is what we we led to believe, and that sacrifice makes us great. 
there's nothing wrong here. The chief engineer is saying there's nothing wrong. The deputy chief engineer who was in the control room is saying nothing wrong. We wouldn't lie to you about this. Uh, and, you know, they all live in the city. Mm. They live in Pripyat. And one of the younger guys does actually say, look, hey, mm. we've seen the people outside vomiting. <laughs> this is more deadly than you're letting on. And they still deny it. And in fact, they deny it so bad that they decide the best policy is that no one ever finds out about it. So they cut the phone lines to Pripyat, in and out. They seal the city off. And between three and 4,000 military policemen show up to enforce some kind of martial law, curfews going on. At what you point know. did they, they ship out the people who lived in the town? That's a few days later. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Meanwhile, in hospital, right, so these, the yeah. firemen have... So they go to they go to Moscow after they've been to the local hospital when they realise that it's radiation poisoning. Mm. The doctors there have got no idea, right? Right? Never dealt with it before. Never dealt with it before. Very limited training on the subject. Considering they work in a city that's got a nuclear power plant next to it, these guys, no. some of the older doctors especially, have no. got no knowledge of radiation poisoning and the symptoms. It's not until a nurse says, no, no. I mean, she comes in and the doctor, and this is, this is in the show and it's factually accurate, mm. the doctor there is trying to treat this guy's radiation burns with milk because it's so better than water. It's an old wives' tale. Mm. But that's the level he's Thank at. Thank God. You know, so it wasn't until she realises that, hey, these are radiation burns, we need to get their uniforms off because it's still burning them, mm. which they do. They strip these guys down. They take all the uniforms down to the basement the uniforms are still there, oh. along with the hospital. Still oh. highly radioactive. Oh. Now remember, you had all the citizens and civilians, sorry, the civilians off the bridge who were watching it are in there as well, because they've got radiation poisoning. Shit. I've got a quick question about because the documentary I saw today showed reconstructions that it said were filmed on location, on set, on not set, on location at Chernobyl. Mm. How's that possible? Because it, it was mean? operational for a while afterwards, wasn't they, it? They, well? they, you know what? They kept reactors one, two, and three running mm. for a few days. They called in the day shift, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. They were like, oh, I get the day shift here early. So to keep it, it going. Yeah. It's like there's a meltdown practically at the at the plant. So do you think it's there's like, not a meltdown no, at this point? I said practically. Yeah. So do you think maybe they've done tests and and said to this like this film crew like, okay, you got like. Two hours a day, or you've got maybe you've got a two-hour limit. No, at this point, window. I'm not about that. No, this no. documentary was filmed pretty recently. I'm imagining, certainly not in the '80s or anything. So I don't know because they definitely said it was filmed on location. So they did film stuff. No, I mean it's... this recreation was like a yeah. whole movie that had been made. Like a, before this new Chernobyl series, there was a documentary where no, they right. told the story dramatically, and it said it was filmed at Chernobyl. Okay. Did I mishear it? Or well, actually, to be fair, um, Reactor 3 only shut down in the year 2000. There you go. So, it, so it's got to be safe for humans to be there for a certain amount of time. Well, no, if you go as a tourist, you're going to get so close, I suppose, because they've probably radiation shielded the rest of it off to fuck, haven't they? Mm. You've got to have, otherwise... Because you've got to run... Unless you'd have to have, like, two hours in. Yeah. And then you'd have to go back. That's I mean, what I was thinking. Maybe there's a safe amount of time yeah. if they had a small window to go in and film these scenes and then get out. I think, it yeah, if they, in. yeah. It makes sense now because if they was, one of the reactors was still operational, 
they were filming in there because all the machines were lit up and yeah. stuff like that. Things were working. So maybe that's been shielded, like you say, to a point. Because you can't run it itself. There has to be humans there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. CCTV? Oh, run it remotely. Did we have the tech? No, no. I had a thought that... Well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll look into it yeah, we'll look next into that. week. Uh, or you could look into it, listener, and let us yeah, know on our yeah. Facebook page, Cutting Through the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. Yeah. So that's the greater good that the phone lines are cut and the city's sealed. Mm. No one gets in, no one gets out. For the greater good. Yeah. For the greater good. <laughs> and it's, it's a 20 hours. So basically, there's a, there's a meeting in Moscow right. at this point. They know there's been an accident. Mm. And it's pertinent for the state to get involved when nuclear reactors are having accidents, isn't it? It's in your best interest. It's in your best interest. Is this going to anything bad to our country also yeah. if you're maybe not at that time those people but a right-minded person might be thinking about the consequences for the global community yes like, we fucked the world <laughs> shit but also remember that the soviet union mm. is a nation that's terrified of being humiliated mm. who is potentially going to be humiliated yeah they're number one in the communist world they're out there sticking their little finger up to the West every day saying, look at us, we've got nuclear power, we've got this, we've got that, we will bury you. Uh, well, I saw, a, <laughs> you know? I saw a journalist saying today that he believes that sort of symbolically this disaster was the beginning of yes, the end absolutely. of the yeah, Soviet yeah. Union. Gorbachev himself actually mm. mused on that. Right. This was the beginning of the end for yeah. it. Because once you've shown that the state can't protect the people... Yeah, right. It's kind of the end of communism. Uh, global embarrassment. We didn't have... Let's not call it communism. It wasn't communism. Okay. It was state authoritarianism, if anything. Mm. Well, my yeah. Polish friend, Damien, always told me that... Cause I asked him a bit, like... Uh, communism confuses me, because I tried to read, and I got halfway through it when I was about 19, the manifesto. Anyway, I asked him about it, and he really did not enjoy it. Uh, and it sounded pretty miserable to me. Yeah, it does, yeah. It, I've... He's the same age as us, so a little bit older than us, so he can remember it. And he definitely was not a fan yeah, of it. It's horrible. Enjoy what, it. What the, what Curfews. The, but in theory, the it sounds Soviets wonderful. In, yeah, because it, it wasn't... What Stalinism is, is not what communism was meant to right. be. Yeah. You know, it's meant to be... He abused the system, basically, for his own benefit. Like they all do in all systems. In China, yeah. <laughs> and that's but why communism will never work. Uh, well, there needs to be a new, purer form of it then, maybe. Yeah. That someone needs to prove can work. That's it. You know. Human nature requires communism working. Mm. Greed. Mm-hmm. Get rid of money, you don't have that problem. Well, that's the thing. This space economy. I said to Mike, to our Mike, when we were off Mike, that Chernobyl can basically be put down to money at its base element because that guy, Dalt, Daltov, Daltov? Dyatlov. Dyatlov. He wanted the promotion. He wanted to do the test to protect his career, to better his career, which it comes down to money, status, power, yep. but money. Everybody was equal. Would have mm. had that problem, would he? Well, yeah, that's how. That's yeah, but if I'm the chief engineer at a nuclear power plant, I want to be a bit more rewarded than the janitor. Right. That's, that's what, the what thing. happens? But what happens if everybody who's working there knows the stuff to the level that you do? Yeah, you, you, still have to mop up, you still have someone to mop up. I'm not mopping the fucking toilet floor after years of university, learn how a nuclear reactor works. Everybody else does. Well, no, line. fuck that, I ain't doing it. Take it in turns. But oh, I don't want to mop even, up. Even no, within, sorry, that's bollocks. Even we'll do within that. their, quote, communist system, then, it was still sort of capitalism at work because 
like we touched on earlier, the lower down workers at the plant, because they were they were janitors, they were you know maintenance yeah. men, they were they weren't all. There fine. are some companies that do but, that; they rotate the jobs. Right, but they yeah, you're not with the janitor CEO, are you? But those well, maybe people, not that extreme. What was yeah, the, everybody everybody cleans a factory. Everybody takes turns. They're on a rotor. That's true. Everybody's man. equal. But no, it that sounds. Happens. It, I'd, I'd go for it, maybe. But right, what was that town called that they built for the workers to live in? Pripyat. Pripyat. That was where the workers lived. The higher ups, your top engineers, they were living in the city of Chernobyl in really nice houses. And actually, so even though it's quote communism, there's still incentive to climb the corporate ladder because it's obviously not really communism, communism is it? Because well, that's more of a meritocracy at that rate, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, it's not meritocracy, is it? Well, it's not based on ability, it's based on your posi- your ability yeah. to climb the ladder, I yeah. guess. But in, in so I just, only psychopaths get to the top, just like our society. Just like but in, in proper communism... <laughs> you pushing no, at me? No, no, I... Mean, <laughs> I thought you were pushing at me, then. Just pointing, like you over there. Sorry, I was pointing at your notes. <laughs> you ain't at the top, mate. I was at the top. I was <laughs> pointing at your notes, because I can't say the fucker's name. Dyatlov. 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 Him. He's a psycho. Think of Dyatlov past where them skiers oh, got yeah. killed by the Yeti, allegedly. Yeah, or they all got like space crazy and like that's the one fucked each other and ran off into the cold and died. Yeah, because they had some really strong acid. That's a possibility too. <laughs> I honestly think acid is at the root of the the truth to a lot of conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, you probably got a point to be fair. <laughs> Betty and Barney. Yeah, maybe. And that was aliens, obviously. The Italian aliens that cooked pancakes. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that was just an old racist southerner who didn't know what yeah. foreign people looked like. <laughs> He came to me and he said in this weird voice, Give me a what, please. I say he's a fucking alien or some shit. But I ate the pancakes. (laughs) They were good. (laughs) Look the story up, listener, if you've been the last two minutes really confused. Yeah, weird uh, weird alien encounters. My birthday episode. There you go. Yeah, so there's a, a meeting in Russia, in, in, okay. head of, in the Politburo. A guy called Valery Lugazov is brought in. He, he is head of the um, uh, nuclear f- university in, in Belarusia. And he's reading the report and he's like, he realises at that point that fireman's picked up graphite off the floor. Right. And he says there's a casualty report. Mm. And he's like, one of the firemen was burnt on the hand mm. after picking up a smooth black rock. Yeah. And he thinks, fuck me. That's graphite. The core's exposed. The core's blown. Remember, at that point, no one can explain how this reactor core has blown. I can't stress this enough, how much they didn't want to believe it had happened. I can't stress it enough. I'm going to keep saying it, just to stress it more. You mean someone just let it explode? Because these things don't explode. They're designed not to explode. And it's not a nuclear reaction when it does explode. It's a thermic reaction. Because okay. co- nuclear cores don't go off like an A-bomb. No. They're not, that's, that process isn't there for them to do right. that. That's why it wasn't like a... Because that would have been a hell of a lot worse if like the Hiroshima uh, mushroom cloud went up. From, well, then that piet, where it's called, yeah, well, wouldn't rem- be there. Well, rem- then you, you'd at least know what it was. When your 50,000 citizens just get wiped off the map. Yeah. Remember, actually, we'll get to this. We'll, we'll end the show on, on this because it's personal to the end of the show, so we'll, we'll hey, save look, the I'd rather go in that fucking nuclear cloud than go like the firefighters. Me went. too. I was saying that earlier. I don't want that slow. I don't want my skin melting into the bed sheets. And my veins literally dissolving mm. in my body. I would be saying to the nurse, shoot me, nurse, please. 
Please kill me now. Stone me, I do me like sure. One last hand job, then <laughs> then kill me, please. <laughs> please. Oh my tongue will fall up. Oh my no tongue. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't wanna I I don't want months of that. Like you say, I'll go out in a blaze of <laughs> cock in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Basically go just alright then. Says to a guy who's the head of energy resources, a guy called Boris Sabina, Comrade Sabina, because he's a party, high up party member. Mm -hmm. Well, you could call Comrade, you could call anyone Comrade. Everybody, yeah. It was, it was a the, formal thing. It was the right. common thing, wasn't it? Yeah. There you go, mm. and have a look. And because you know, you're getting conflict, you're head of you're head of the Soviet Union. Mm. You've got this nuclear physicist, nuclear engineer, who knows his reactors, who knows his stuff, saying, "This ain't fucking good." And then you've got your party members down on the ground, your lower party members, saying, nah, don't worry about it. It's no problem. But they're could be looking, they could be looking to save their own skin. That's very true. Because yeah. this is a bit of a black mark against you, isn't it? Oh, Just a bit, on our watch, a nuclear reactor exploded. You're not going to tell people, are you? Criminal negligence. I think they could use yeah, Everyone's trying to save their asses, but uh, just briefly, so the, excuse me, comrade thing. So if Hulk Hogan was Russian, yeah. he would be saying, well, let me tell you something, comrade. <laughs> yeah. Ah, cool. <laughs> I'm surprised they never did a heel turn with him when he went Russian. <laughs> got, got Manchurian candidated by somebody. <laughs> oh, bless <laughs> Soviet Hulk Hogan. I want to see Soviet Hulk now. <laughs> I bet, I hope to, I like to think there was. Uh, the big boot. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be a jackboot? <laughs> <laughs> the big jackboot to the face. Comrade. Yeah. Bearskin boot, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the matches would be outside. Well, yeah, in the Russian rules, isn't it? Barbed wire ropes <laughs> around trees. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Soviet Hogan. <laughs> Somebody write that comic book. I need it. They did it for Superman. They're like, did a whole story about what if Superman was Russian. That's right, he yeah. in the US. Red Krypton, I think. Or red... Oh, fuck knows. Yeah, anyway. So do it for Hulk Hogan. Soviet Hogan. I want that. <laughs> I want Brad Hogan. I want the movie. <laughs> Listen up, comrade. The 24-inch of pythons. We'll crash you. <laughs> what well, was that fucking name of that chemical in the, in the area of video? Was it Muscovium? Muscovium, yep. wow. Yeah, it was Muscovium. So I do think that Hulk Hogan's like, take your Muscovium. <laughs> no, eat your vitamins, take your Muscovium. Because you can't just say your prayers because it's an no. atheist country. Okay, take your vitamins. Oh, man. And uh, pray to the, uh, what's the... You can't pray. What's he called, though? The Prime oh. Minister? Oh, the... well, I suppose you could uh, wish the... the no, wish him good health or something like that, couldn't you? Whatever it's called. Wish the, good the chief health. He was the Chief Secretary of the Communist Party. So... Eat your vitamins. Uh, Take your muscovium. Take your muscovium <laughs> and uh, pray to the chief executive of the country. Th thank Lenin. <laughs> thank Comrade Lenin. With the power of Lenin on my side, <laughs> Comrade, I will crush you. Like capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we defeat capitalism. <laughs> I will pin you one, two, three. Comrade. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Of all the tangents. Yeah. Wow. They, they fly in mm -hmm. and immediately recognise there's graphite on the roof. Fuck, on the roof? On the roof. The roof. So is the, the, the roof. roof. The roof is, is radiating. Nuclear fire. 
<laughs> we don't need no water, it will make it more burn. Oh fuck, it's burn. <laughs> <laughs> the Bloodhound Gang version is a definitive version of that for me, I'm sorry. I like some of the Bloodhound Gang stuff, yeah, it's all right. actually. It's okay. Basically, the chiefs of the plant had convinced themselves and everybody mm-hmm. that radiation levels weren't that high. But 3.99 rems, which, sadly, is not, well, it's not that high above background radiation. It's like a few x-rays releasing, that's fine. Problem is, the smaller devices they were using only went up to 3.99 rounds. <laughs> or maxing out. Or maxing out. And the reality is very different. It was actually about 15,000. <sighs> and they so figured that out when the, the, the Soviet troops who were kind of equipped to deal, more equipped to deal with this kind of thing, yeah. not, let's say, fully equipped, mm-hmm. but a bit more equipped. They probably had some, they had some suits and they had equipment to measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had to dry, strap the, the radiation device, radiation measuring machine to the front, yeah. drove it as close as they dared, covered it in lead, had the full suit on, right. truck covered in lead, right, oh yeah, comes back, gets decontaminated, it's 15,000. Oh man. And that smoke cloud is drifting off yeah. towards, well, all over Europe. Mm-hmm. That's releasing the radiation of the Hiroshima bomb, two times the radiation of a Hiroshima bomb every single hour, and it has been burning for 20 hours. Oh, God. It won't burn itself out for thousands of years. It's highly lethal. It could lay waste to the entire... The core is still burning. Yeah. Right now. It's it's not as hot as it was, but yes, it's still burning. Holy fuck! I didn't know that. That's a result of nuclear uh, fission, fission, unchecked nuclear fission. Mm-hmm. So it's just smouldering away. It's still pumping it up there. No, the sealed radiation off, it's it? sealed off. We'll, we'll we'll cover this next episode. I mean, but yeah, they no way on large, earth to it was, put it out. Uh, it's been put out to the point where they can construct what they call the sarcophagus over the top. Right. The largest movable object made by man. He's built this massive concrete dome in two halves and just wow. wheel it over. They wheeled it over. Wow. Yeah. So if that, I was a supervillain, I could punch it open. And release all that, yeah. <laughs> that's why nuclear waste's a problem. And in, I don't know. It doesn't another, go away for thousands and well, thousands. And in, in, in remember, <laughs> no, no, remember, the, the first sarcophagus they built over this mm. lasted about 50 years. Okay. Bit of a bodge job built on site. Mm. But Soviet concrete... They love their concrete. They do. But in, I think it was five years ago, they had to put the new one over the top. Right. And this one, they reckon, is going to last a couple of hundred years. And then they've got to build another over the top of that. Holy fuck. So this is we'll end up with something that's like as big as fucking ever. Unless we figure out a way Mm. to completely disperse radiation without any harmful effects, they're going to have to keep... Patching up these things or building new ones. So for thousands of years, mm-hmm. the embers of this fire are going to uh, simmer and yeah. smolder. Yep. And if it was wow. releasing its radiation, it's mm. it's going to lay waste to first Europe mm. and then the world. It's never happened before. This isn't in the history of the planet. Mm. It's never happened. So a really subtle and insidious terrorist attack could be to blow up the concrete domes and just release the pent-up radiation. Yeah. In theory. 
But you, I don't put fucking ideas but in anybody. In all fairness, they'd probably be very dead before they even managed to set the bombs off. Hey, a lot of these terrorist I mean, that area, guys, that's not a problem. That area is still really radioactive, mm. you know, to the point where you can spend, I think, maybe 30 minutes tops. People go, I've seen some photos of the... Yeah, uh, you can go on, you can go on. I'd love to go and see it. I'd love to. I'd prefer to look at the pictures. Uh, it's incredibly eerie, isn't it? Like the yeah. kiddies' playgrounds and stuff that are just, like, haven't moved, been touched yeah. for 30 years. Well, well, we'll touch on that. I'll get to it now. I'm, so, yeah. I'm literally at the evacuation now. Okay. April 27th, two days, mm. Pripyat is evacuated. 1,000 buses from Kiev, virtually every single fucking bus in the city mm. of Kiev is sent to evacuate the 50,000 people that live there. They were told, and it was a very calm, efficient Soviet way. Mm. Everyone just got on the bus. So, hey, bring one suitcase, leave your pets at home, we'll be back soon. Spoiler alert, though, yeah. they're not going to be back home anytime soon. Nope. So many mutant cats. Well, next week we'll get yeah, to the, yeah. the liquidation side of things, which, yeah, wouldn't fancy that job myself. You know, watching that bit in the series was was hard. It was. I actually nearly turned the episode off. Yeah. I will sit there and watch men die from radiation poisoning, but the second anyone's got to shoot a dog, I'm out. I am fucking out. I heard an interesting point about um, speakers. We had an AI, brief AI discussion. I'll keep it quick. Like, one of the problems with AI that we've got, uh, this professor is saying, is, that, is from our end, is we um, humanise them and think, oh, the little robot. And, like, we uh, project emotions onto mm. them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, like, he proved it, like, at some conference. There's a really cute robotic seal which is given to, like, trauma victims and elderly people. And he just started fucking beating it to death on stage. And people were gasping and shrieking and crying and like, oh, and he's like, it's a fucking thing. It's not. It's a, it's a robot. So anyway, um, like, so socially speaking, let's say you grab a cute teddy bear and rip its head off. Yeah. In front of everyone, they'll be like, yeah, oh, he's a bit. They're a sociopath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a fly or a bug is in the room, and you can fucking murder him as much as you want. A living actual thing, and everyone's just like, yeah. Yeah, get that bitch. It's weird, isn't it? We we yeah. project like like oh the teddy, but like it's the it. living creature comes and like fuck him. I'm human. I'm more than him. <laughs> came to my domain. He died. That's it. We came. We saw. We kicked its ass. Yeah. Anyway, that was a weird tangent again. I'm sorry. Can I'm we have derailed. a quick piss break after that tangent? Because yeah, I'm uh, derailed the entire thing. All episode. We'll move on to hell there. Because I put this fire out. Highly stoned, and I'm learning. I'm learning about nuclear fires. It's good. Yeah. So after that brief tangent, Ligazov explains that the only way to put out this fire, mm. this belching, this black smoke into the air, full of radiation... Piss on it. ...is not to piss on it, <laughs> funnily enough. You drop Don't piss on <coughs> the nuclear fire. <laughs> no, what you do is you drop sand, boron and lead onto the fire. But... Because there's a massive plume of black smoke erupting into the sky, yeah. you can't do that by hand right you can't fly a helicopter directly over the top because it's virtually instant death mm. or certainly tomorrow yeah plus the intense radiation would probably destroy the helicopter mm. or if he just gets sick and blacks out and it crashes into the ground killing everyone yeah looking up at it <laughs> yeah so they need 5,000 tons mm. and they've got to let the wind carry it in what yeah because they can't fly directly over the top. Yeah. They've got to appro approach upwind. Mm. 
let it go was I think it was a ten meter exclusion zone around the smoke, mm. and they had to let the wind take it. Did it work? Yeah. Fuck it, huh? I couldn't find a figure for how much sand, lead, and boron they actually dropped to get on to get the fire out. Well, uh, didn't put it out. It just covered it over enough so the radiation uh, escaping was a damn sight less than it was. That sounds like a fun game, though, for the helicopter pilot. You know, mm -hmm. I'm gonna fly in, pull up, release at just the right point before we hit the deadly radiation, and my face melts off into the controls. Yeah, and the helicopter. I bet it wasn't that fun while you were doing it, though. <laughs> eh, you know what these flyboys are like. Mm. Yeah. The trouble with putting sand and bore onto it is it mm. melted it and turned it into a lava. Yeah, he knew this would cause another problem, but it's like, well, the priority. Overflow and leak they got nuclear lava. Oh, shit! Well, priority is, metal. is to stop the radiation. Yeah, I guess. But he knew this create this problem, mm. but what can you do? He's bought, he needs he's to save the world, basically. He's bought some time. Bought some time. But he thought he'd bought a few weeks. Yeah. Right. As it turned out, they hadn't. At um, what point did the international community well, say, Oi, you fucking <laughs> clowns, let us do it. I am literally just about to tell you about that. Okay. April 28th. Right. A Swedish power plant worker sets off a radiation detector at his plant. Mm. He has got a piece of radioactive ash from reactor number four stuck on the bottom of his boot. Shit. At this point... This sets into motion radiation margin stations in Sweden mm. who, who report radiation levels 40% higher than normal. Ooh. Shit. 40% higher than normal. Kids aren't allowed out in the streets in Germany. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, mostly across Eastern Europe in all fairness. Whoa. But remember, the exclusion zone at this point mm. is 30 kilometres. 30 kilometres. 20 miles tops. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. The Soviet government is at this point forced to admit mm. there has been a major nuclear incident, but hey, don't worry. It's all under control. Boris has got this. Please ignore my three thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, reactors one, two, and three mm. are still churning away, pumping out electricity they need their power they, this is what you've just hit the nail exactly on the head this facility mm. powers Kiev mm. it's a major city yeah. powers the surrounding areas they can't afford to stop those reactors working how are the guys doing who are uh, working in those <laughs> uh, well only 30 31 people died in the facility right and that it does include still firemen mm. still a lot still too many yeah but, well, one is too many. I'd imagine by this point, they're in the suits, they're getting decontaminated, they're being right. busted in, in lead-lined They have them pills. Trucks. That they they've got the pills. The they've got every place. precaution they could possibly have. Right. Because they've got to keep these things running. Fuck. On April 29th, US spy satellites give the West their first glimpse of the devastation. <gasps> have you seen the pictures of the burning... Reactors taken from above. The, the, no. Reactor four is just—it's just blown out. The roof's gone. The sides collapsed. It's—it's it's a fucking—it's you know blatantly something more than a bit of a nuclear radiation leak has happened there. It's just a fire pit. I've just had a stunning revelation in my mind though. Do you think the song "We Didn't Start the Fire," it was always burning since the world was turning? Was this written in response to Chernobyl, or did it come out before then? Good question. Mm -hmm. 
Because it is all about the 80s, isn't it, that sound? Yeah, mm. could be then. Never know. Maybe. I literally had no idea they would just burn forever, man. Well, it's the same burn. thing happened no, in Fukushima uh, then. The harder the half-life of the fuel is, and that's a half-life, and then the half-life of the Does it burn, or is it just leaking radiation? It leaks, but it's still hot. It's oh, not yeah. going to go out, because it's, it's still... Re- it's, the half-life is how long those neutrons are firing off. Yeah. How long until... How many neutrons have been released until that becomes spent? Did Fukushima set on fire? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember now. No. I think it was more that the, the, the tsunami and earthquake just, mm. like, kind of... I'm not sure if that broke sort of it open. Broke it open, yeah. Because I'm thinking, is that the difference? Because Chernobyl was on fire, that's the element that's like, that's why, what did you call it? A thermo. Thermic reaction, yeah. yeah. Like, that's what's fucked the world by sending so much of it beaming up into the air. I mean, it sucks. I was born in 83. So we, we were three when this happened. Mm. We probably inhaled this stuff as kids. But there's yeah. traces of it in our bodies. Yeah, it, I, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think in in Europe, mm. I would imagine that everybody born in the eighties mm. as a child, well, so, has inhaled this stuff as a child yeah. when it's going to spread even you know, further. No far doses afield. that wouldn't do anything to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but it's still it's going to be in my body, isn't it? It's definitely interacted with your body. Microbes of it. Fucking nuts, man. Yeah. This was a massive fuck-up on a monumental... And I couldn't believe... Because, obviously, all I knew about this was a, a nuclear power plant blew up in it, and it was that's a bad thing. Yeah. I knew no details. And watching that reconstruction today, I, I was fucking floored by the fact that it was down to human sort of social bullshit. Do you know what I mean? About, yeah. I'm your fucking boss, do as I say, but we're telling you categorically it's not safe to run at that level. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. I'm your boss. I want the test done. Run it. You're all incompetent. You can't yeah. run the reactor at that level because you're incompetent. Them idiots and, yeah. stuff. and he'd already been in trouble for talking that way to uh, his employees. Even back then in Soviet 80s Ukraine, he'd been in trouble for talking to his fucking colleagues like dog shit. Basically, and he was calling them morons. Yeah. You know nothing. I'm in charge. Listen to me. And that's what it comes down to: the poisoning of half the fucking world, uh, and it fired yeah, yeah. a thousand-year nuclear smouldering fire that will never be put out. That we've got to continuously build increasingly big concrete fucking <laughs> bowls over is all down to some fucking bell end who wanted to climb the fucking ladder and prove who was the big dick in the fucking control room, like. You answer to me. Bang on. Dick. It's all down to man's hubris. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't write this shit, could you? True life truly is stranger than fiction, man. Like, fuck me. And then the refusal for days afterwards. Like, no, 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 it's not that bad. No, tw- 20 hours. Twice. two. The equivalent of two Hiroshima bombs radi- oh, worth of radiation. Spewed in red. I mean, birds were dropping out the sky dead. So the kids in Sweden who can't go in their homes, birds dropping out the sky, like I said. But I was, that was over the immediate area, not yeah, really. but, but I mean, the, the yeah. point is, all that kids in Sweden and Germany stuck in their homes, all down to one man's fucking psychological yeah. need to have one up on the people below him and to get this fucking test done. And I think as well, because he'd had that incident, mm. and I suspect he blamed himself for his son's death. In, in in some way, he probably should. I think that was his. No, I'm the. This nearly killed me, and it took my son. But I'm its fucking boss. Yeah. It does what I say, and he was like he was. It's like he was fighting this personal war with it in a way. But Human unfortunately, 
unfortunately, the war was already fucking lost when we started fighting it because the second that that core explodes, there's jack shit he can do apart from obviously yeah. to to raise the fucking alarm and set things in motion a bit sooner. A lot of the workers there assumed that it was a war. Yes, they, they did. They thought that um, they the Americans had started bombing them. They didn't think, oh, someone's just fucked with the settings and done something really stupid which made it blow up. Somebody must have attacked us, which I think is a fairly safe thing to assume because I honestly was floored when I realised the actual truth of what it came down to. Yeah. yeah honestly, gobsmacked, but... So I you're terrified. Was you terrified when you're watching? Cause I was fucking freaking out. Mm. Jesus, this could have been a. And well, as we'll find out, things are going to get worse. Could have been the end of the world. Well, it could have been very close to it. I mean, the end of our. So yeah. May the first. This is the big parade day in the Soviet Union. Mm. It's the Workers' Day, May the first. It's the Workers' Bank Holiday. Right. It's when you, you know when you're a kid and you see the. Uh, the tanks and the missiles going through Red Square. Right, okay. Pictures of Lenin and Stalin are being paraded down and you know, all the tanks. That's the big parade. And they continued, they said, no, they, they refused to cancel it. Oh. Kiev, in Kiev and Minsk, uh, the rage Asian is continuing unabated. They're dropping that stuff, but it ain't going. The thing is, when they dropped it on, it dropped and they went, yay! And then it went back up again and they went, oh shit! And then it dropped again. So it's like, but May 1st, that radiation's still pumping out of that. They've only been doing this for a few days. 5,000 tonnes they've got to get onto that. And then, how many are they hitting? They're letting the wind take it in. Like I said, you ain't getting full hits, are you? Yeah, it's going to be a very difficult thing to pull off, to release it close enough for the wind to carry it, yet without getting close. And if there's no wind that day... Uh, and I bet a lot of pilots just... Bottled it. I'm gonna get ill. Or well, either either way, either maybe bottled it and came up short because they didn't want to get any closer, or thought, fuck it, I'll get ill. It's for the greater greater good. Greater good. Maybe there were some hero pilots that day. I don't know. There were, I think everyone everyone that went to do anything there is a hero in some way because, yeah. I mean, they've had their lives significantly shortened by being that close to that. Yeah. I know it's probably what you're gonna go into next. Week, so I'm just looking for a short answer because the documentary I watched today basically ended at the end of the night, basically, or the day after. It didn't go into the place now or future repercussions. Were there a lot of more ill people in the surrounding areas in the following years? Well, decade? remember they declared that quarantine zone. Mm, 20 miles. This is, that's what, yeah, I won't give you a 30, yeah, about 20 miles, 30 kilometres. I won't give you a quick answer because there isn't one. Okay. But the scale of what you have to do mm. to cleanse an area, even just to leave it uninhabitable, mm. is phenomenal. I will tell you how big the exclusion zone is now at the end of the show. Okay, and if people, like, say, in Sweden, we're getting cancer and stuff, is there any way, can they know that it's, you know, can there be tests done to say, oh, this is from radiation? I think they can. I think that every, um, because shipments of stuff like that, of, of uranium, mm. procurement of uranium, is... Um, monitored. Monitored. A lot of uranium comes from Australia. Apart from the briefcases that I'm missing. Apart from those, how'd those you, are nuclear weapons. How do you make uranium? It's all nuclear material. The nuclear material, but you know, they were, they, they made them for. Uh, briefly, how do you make uranium? I suppose you, you have, have to make it. You find it. Yeah. Well, you find like glowing. No, you, what you have to do is you have to put it in a centrifuge. Yeah, you separate. 
you spin it and spin it and spin it and spin it, so it's and that rock. breaks off stable mm. neutrons and isotopes, which leaves you with the more radioactive ones stuck to the. Yeah. So you create. And then you do it again and again. Right. And you keep yeah. repeating the process over. So that thing that Homer Simpson holds in his hand at the start of the Simpsons yeah. is glowing. You don't find that no. in the ground. That's what no. I mean. <laughs> that glowing mines. No. Because so uranium is a man-made thing, technically speaking. We make it unstable, I think, don't we? By the doing... centrifuge makes it unstable, yeah. splitting off stable and atoms from it, it so, leaving you with the unstable atoms is it so valuable because of rarity or difficulty to produce difficulty difficulty although right. and possibly rarity I don't um, know about most of the world's uranium comes from Australia mm, and Niger and there's, there's other places a specific yeah. type of rock then has to be put into this it's element yeah, it's an, an element that you extract it's an element it's made yeah. in stars you extract it's like gold from and rocks though oxygen element eh but do you extract it from some? What do you extract it from? Underground, it? yeah, we find it. So in rocks. Yeah. And then you just put them in the spinning machine yeah. and separate the uranium. So you've got to test the rocks to know if it's in there in the first place. Yeah. So I, I guess know. it's all expensive. To yeah. High end it stuff. can take. Yeah. Um, I think you have, you, have so have, you have to have massive quantities of it as well. I mean, right. It's something like um, twenty grams of uranium will get you one gram of nuclear material, but that one gram can last you sixty, seventy years. Or make a bomb. Or make a bomb. Well, bomb. Bomb grade is less than this. Right. Because it only has to, to explode. To make power. It has to be cleaner to make power. Okay, I'm learning a lot this week. Stuff that I suppose you should really think about that I just never do. I take power for granted. We live next to a power station in our town, but it's a... a, a Coal-fired. Coal, it's not going to be isn't it? We've actually been without coal in this country now for two weeks. Right. We haven't used it. Uh, yeah, because they're knocking it down fairly soon. So... That is using the same principle of burning coal to create steam to power turbines, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard some guy say earlier in that documentary, running a... Um, one of the guys in charge was from an electric power plant. Yes, and, he and got his, they, he's got his mail, he got his nuclear engineer certificate through, yeah. post, through the post. And they were taking the piss out of him in the little film behind his back, like uh, the workers. They were like, they said that he said, running an electric power plant is like a turning on an electric kettle like you know in principle you turn it on a hot thing to make the steam yeah and get electric that way and I, he's a fucking idiot like why is he here mm. but well there you go yeah the chief engineer literally got a, a postal document document like doing the open university effectively <sighs> so if we're not using coal anymore is it all nuclear no nuclear or solar yeah. Wind. Solar, wind. I see a lot of wind um, on my travels. Wind gas, turbines. probably still, maybe. But it's all around the same principle of burning something off to turn a turbine. Yeah. Right, yeah. Off from solar. Off from solar. Off, yeah, of course, which makes absolute sense. But we've got them at work. Somebody drove past once, and was like a salesman, and for once it actually was a benefit because he just took my bus sort of outside and said, look, that section of your roof there in your warehouse... Look at the fucking sun it gets every time the yeah. sun comes up for a certain amount of hours. What is it, south facing or whatever you call it, where you get shitloads of sun, mm, yeah. sunrise and all that. And you're like, just put some on there and don't pay an electric bill again. <laughs> Which, running a big warehouse, it makes fucking... Well, I imagine well, uh, you don't have any power costs. I'd love it. Yeah. But if we could, could make houses now that produce more power than they mm. use. If they've got them and dished not? them out, because yeah. then they'll lose making money. I know what it's all about, of course. Uh, we know that, it's rhetorical, I know. But yeah, it yeah, is yeah. so sickening in a way when you realise. And it's pretty mad that I look at, I pull in the warehouse, and I'm looking at them on the roof, because like, I don't notice them often. I'm like, oh yeah, 
it's fucking ace that he did that because like I suppose he'd make one day have to pay some uh, sort of maintenance on them if they need. They last about 10, 15 years, I think. Never, never paying a lecky bill again to keep all the lights on in a giant warehouse and it's all just from what's there naturally yep. in the sun. It's all ridiculous that we pay for it, isn't it? Here I work, has got uh, 1,319 solar panels wow. on the roof. It's the Fair third point. largest in the country. Cause it's Good we, on them, man. We, well, it's, it was cynical. They got, they got them for free. Oh, the, and also roof repairs thrown in, right? Because we so uh, you know, like you can get deals where you can you you get some stuff and give some back to the grid. Yeah, and so you don't stuff. earn as much as you would if you bought them outright. Mm. So that's what they did. They did that deal, but yeah. we still power. I think because all our forklifts and mm. anything, well, most stuff runs on batteries. You have to change. All yeah. that gets paid for basically. Oh, all our battery charging needs are taken mm. care of. So that would be, and there's no way that solar can ever blow up and poison the entire globe. No. no. But, as I've realised today, through my research, it's a definite possibility with nuclear power. And it's us. a very low possibility, though. Remember, yeah, the reason that they were in denial for this for so long mm. was because this didn't happen. But look at Fukushima, you yeah. can't... Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a, a tsunami. That's what I'm saying, you yeah, can't no, account for that matter, shit. You can't account for that. But they did build it on the coast because most... Nuclear power plants are built by water sources for because they've always got that supply of water yeah. pumped in to cool yeah. the core. Mm. So most of them are built near water sources. Japan decided to build on the coast. Who's what's the chance of a tsunami happening and hitting that power plant? It's probably the same as this happening one in ten thousand years. But still, it, you know, I'm not saying we should use nuclear power. Well, maybe we should to a point, just not have as many. But you need to rely on something where you get the renewable stuff kick, yeah. kicking in, don't you? Yeah, but we've got a technology now, it's just the will. I suppose the sickening thing, Mike, on that point, if you really think about it, is that the governments of the world and power companies of the mm -hmm. world, the people in charge, people benefiting from selling power. Yeah. I mean, we all benefit from having it, but the people who the benefit from selling it... The 1% of the 1% that own the right. stocks and the companies. So they're, they are sort of, in a way, saying, well, there's a risk. There is a risk something could go wrong and it could literally kill hundreds yeah. of thousands Mate, Shell knew in, but in 1985 about climate change mm. and they not suppressed it. But not even climate change, mate. Just the, like what happened at Chernobyl, the risk of it, if something goes wrong, it's a very low risk, but if something goes wrong, potentially millions of people are fucked, right, for thousands of years. Yeah, it'd be all right. Mm. Yeah, money's rolling in. So it's not, yeah, we're it. making money, money's coming in, be all right. We could give everyone, we could use all this money we have stored up, give everyone solar power uh, and have, like, just, you know, a free, safer, healthier That's world. It. You but buy the lobbyists to the government, and, you know, you, don't want basically, that. you basically write the policy and say, look, we're sticking with nuclear and yeah. coal. Money, 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 money. I'm going to stick like a 20 quid note in Mike's mouth or something. Everybody's got their price. Ted DiBiase, when he beat the guy, he'd always stick a 20 dollar note in the mouth. So I hope you don't beat up Mike and stick a 20 quid note in the mouth. My favourite. Mike got to beat up for 20 quid, no fairness. Have you ever seen the clips? I could eat them. Have you seen the very early clips when he with the million dollar man get a kid out of the crowd and he'd be like, if you could bounce this basketball... And I'm talking like a five-year-old kid, like a little yeah. toddler kid. If you can bounce this basketball five times in a row, I'm going to give you $200 right here, right now. And he's got the money. <laughs> and the kid's like, oh, yeah. 
gets it out and he bounces it twice and a million dollar man just boots the fucking ball no. <laughs> and then he stuffs somebody in his bucket and just does his laugh <laughs> right in the kid's face <laughs> and the kid's crying <laughs> this little tiny black kid he's devastated he's only never seen two hundred dollars it's in front of thousands of people <laughs> oh he was fucking brilliant Little no, he sounds like a cunt. Oh, he was a the million dollar man. What a character! Come on. He sounds like a right cunt. Do you know where he comes from? That uh, character. Scrooge McDuck. Quick, quick tangent. Vince McMahon, when he worked for his father, when his father owned the company, dreamed of being a wrestler, but his dad forbade it and would never let him. And he had his own character made up and everything. The million dollar man. Yeah. Because he could never have it, he passed the gimmick on to uh, Ted. And because it was Vince's gimmick, he that's why the. Million Dollar Man was promoted a lot and he had all them awesome vignettes where he'd do A stuff. Yeah, but he was also shit. He was, no, he was, he was a really good He never wrestler. won a belt. He bought the belt. He bought a belt. It, they, what, he bought what, his million dollar belt. He never fucking won anything. He never no, won the he bought the heavyweight title. When? I don't remember right? that. One of the best storylines of wrestling history. Dave Hebner, the wrestler, has a twin brother who works for a different company. Right. So as a child, imagine this. Hulk Hogan's wrestling Andre for the belt. Dave Hebner jumps out the ring, or he's grabbed out the ring, I can't remember. His twin brother appears from under the ring. Right. Does a dodgy quick count on Hogan. Hogan loses the belt to Andre. And then Hogan does this epic, you should look it up one day. He's got both of them, the twin brothers, one by one, like, one in one arm, one in the other arm, holding their shirts, just going like, huh? <laughs> looking at each one and it is genuinely when you're a kid like what the fuck is happening there's two Dave Hebners and then even Earl Hebner the referee Earl's the other brother ah. so turns out the storyline is the million dollar man paid for somebody to have plastic surgery to look like the ref ah. then paid Andre to give him the belt and he was the world's heavyweight champion for a little bit but then he lost it easily I I'd imagine easily Anyway. Sorry to the listener who isn't an 80s wrestling fan. <laughs> so, yeah, do Get used to it, that's our show. Do apologise. So anyway, on the 1st of May, they also made a horrible discovery. Right. The tanks that they thought were empty underneath the burning reactor core, which is slowly, that lava has been turned into, is slowly melting down to, mm. are still full of water. From the firemen. From the firemen. It's a lot of water, so basically, ten days after the Chernobyl meltdown, engineers learned of a new threat, nuclear steam explosions. Mm. The plant's water cooling system had failed, and a pool had formed directly under the highly radioactive reactor. With no cooling, it was just a matter of time before a lava-like substance created by the boron, Literally sand and lead... Blew up like a volcano. Yeah, melted through the remaining barriers, dropping the reactor's core into the pool. These are tanks underneath the reactor for cooling. Yeah. They've been filled back up by the firemen. Mm. This, if this had happened, it would have set off steam explosions yeah, firing radiation it. high and wide in the sky, spreading across parts of Europe, Asia and Africa. Our experts studied, so quote, the possibility and concluded the explosion would have had a force of three to five Ooh. megatons, said Soviet physicist Vasily Nestrenko. Minsk, which is 320 kilometres from Chernobyl, would have been razed and Europe rendered uninhabitable. Oh my God. 
So you think you're winning the battle. Hey, we've put the fire out. The radiation's not leaking out as much, by the way. And they think they've got about three weeks to deal with this. It's not. They find out 10 days after mm. that it's about 72 hours. Three days. Oh, man. Mm. Right. They, been, I think I, this is a little higher than I have. I've had a 200 kilometer, everything within 200 kilometers is completely uninhabitable and that because you know, that reactor four is a thermal explosion that's what's going to happen it's a thermal explosion mm. but when that hits reactor three yeah. and reactor two and reactor one their cores will explode and because it's a thermal explosion it will trigger a nuclear explosion oh, no what nightmare scenario hiroshima style Mushroom cloud going off. Four of them. <laughs> three of them. Three of them. I guess I suppose the nuclear the, the reactors <laughs> next to them would be fucked as well, wouldn't it's they? Just three to five megatons. So Hiroshima. What did we say? Oh, it's less than a megaton. It's hundred kilotons. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. The Tsar bomb was fifty. Fifty what? Fifty megatons. <sighs> a three to five megaton exchange, I think, was from threads with the amount dropped on uh -huh. Britain. If you remember rightly, if I remember rightly, so basically rightly. it could have been threads because of this. Threads in Eastern Europe, yeah. But so Russia, Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, the Baltic states, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, yeah, Greece, point, yeah. all <sighs> irradiated within a lifetime. So evacuations, sickness. Oof. So those countries would be inhabitable. Yeah, the, 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 two, within two hundred kilometers of that facility, nothing's alive. Mm. Nothing's gonna live there for like a hundred thousand years. It's fucking dead. And then that radiation. And remember, there's more nuclear material in these reactors than there is a bomb. Hmm. They're bigger. There's more. It could have, it would have wiped out the world at what, but Europe would, be, would have been the first to go, and then the rest of the world would have felt it years later. Humanity may have survived, but there'd have been a lot of issues. I, don't know about I that. mean, even, I well, think it would have been contained in Europe, wouldn't it? You'd have seen a lot of birth defects, oh, a lot yeah, of rising yeah, cancers. Lot of that, but they're, they're not going to get the impact of the explosion, are they? It's going no, to but they're going to fall out. Yeah. That's what I mean. So the radiation, but within a few generations. Yeah. It's not going to wipe out a continent, After, is it? It's going to... It could, it could certainly make life very unbearable to the point where people are dying in massive numbers from cancers. Well, yeah, it's not going to be good. You know, eventually it'll just be a wasteland. Like he's pumping out. And then you've got... Well, you remember, then you've got four pumping out. Nuclear wasteland. <laughs> Where's the book, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that myself as well on it. If you started doing it on the Who they, pages. They were on a, somebody shared Jimmy Fallon show. They played an acoustic. Like He does this feature where bands play a song on kids' instruments of all things. I, I've seen the Metallica version of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was the Who, so I commented, <laughs> where's the book, Pete? Nobody liked my comment. No, I don't no. think anyone knows what the fuck I'm on. No, no. Just buried, isn't it, now? It's the same with me when I... Uh... Playing a kiddies' instrument, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. I bet he was rock hard, the dirty oh. bastard. Oh. <laughs> 
He's sniffing the base of the oh. Where did you get these from, Mr. Kimmel? An actual yeah. school? Oh. <laughs> Where's the book, Pete? Where's the book, Pete? Ooh, sorry. I no, want a t-shirt saying that now. Where's the book, Pete? It could be our new catchphrase. Mm. <laughs> it's getting that way. We mentioned it most episodes. <laughs> but what I do now on Facebook, when the, the who, I follow the who, I always write, where's the book, Pete? You know, book, every single time they come on the news feed, I just write it. I'm waiting to get banned. It's our civil duty, Ben. Mm. To remind people. So basically, what they had to do in Chernobyl, these divers, was go underneath the flooded basements in scuba suits. No radiation shielding. Just scuba suits. And release the pressure valve so they could open the gates. So one man knew where the release valve was. His name was Analexi Anarko and he was one of the plant engineers. He along with fellow engineer Valery Betsplov and shift supervisor Boris Boronov were asked to take on what amounted to be a suicide mission. The men were told they could refuse the assignment Bernanko later said, how could I do that when I was the only person on the shift who knew where the valves were located? Imagine that, The person for the job. Yeah. Well, he knows that feeling. I know that feeling all the time. Every day I'm there. You only person. sacrifice your life to go in. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm saving 60 million in um, Ukraine and Belarus alone. Yeah. Nobody ever could if he said no. Nobody will really remember your name. It's be a footnote in history. Yeah, well, there should be statues of this fellow. There is now, yeah. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Believe it or not, spoiler alert, mm. they live. Wow. They received commendations in 2018. Oh. Uh, one of them had passed away. Good for them. But they, um, they, they must have... They, they you said it was a suicide mission? It is a suicide mission, but basically, as, they, as, knew, soon as, they, as soon as they emerged, yeah. they were hosed down, decontaminated, fired off to Moscow for the best available care, and they did survive. Good on them, man. Uh, one, I, I can't remember which one it was. Their names should be household fucking names. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember because of the cover-up. Mm, that's true. They didn't want to admit they'd had to go to this level. Mm. I mean, this is like end of life in Europe within five or six generations, effectively, from radiation poisoning. You, you don't want to admit you had to go to this level. Where you're asking, because they had to ask Gorbachev for permission to do this. You know, we're set, three men's lives. Mm. That's what they're asking for. You got to give us three men. You you're going to say bastards. Yeah. Millions. Do you know there's a psychological test that they do where you might know about it, but where it's it's something along the lines of sorry if I'm butchering it, but you're on a bridge, you're looking down over a railway track, and there's an out of control cart coming down, mm. and if it goes on the track it's on, it's going to kill a group yeah. of people, but if you pull the lever. It will go off on another track and just kill one man, a worker who's on that track. But if you leave it and don't do anything, it's going to hit the big group of people and kill them. What do you do? I uh, pull the track, mm. aim it for the one bloke and shout as loud as I can. Good answer. But it's a, it's just a, a sort of thought... Pro, uh, what's it called? Either a way, yeah, because either Somebody's way, dying. yeah, it's going to be bad, isn't it? And, it's and the rational like, human brain says, well, mm. I'd rather save 30 lives than one. Mm. Mathematically, but, that makes sense. But some people say, well, look, it's not for me to get yeah. involved. Yeah. If the, it was already fate, out of control, yeah. it's fate. I'm not going to choose who, you know, I'm not going to do anything. We've all seen, um, what's it called, The Final Destination? <laughs> I haven't actually, but I, I know you? the concept. <laughs> yeah. I, know I, know, the I concept. think I've seen the first 
I think I've seen one and three. I think we've been through this before. There's yeah. loads of them, though. Yeah. I might have seen bits of the first one, but I don't like that kind of thing. But anyway, so it's the same It's the same sort of... Uh, the reason I went down that little rabbit hole, it was the same sort of situation here where this dude is weighing up, like you just said, three against however many millions. And they, you know, fucking fair play to him. He says it there himself in the quote, doesn't he? How could I do that when I was the only person who knew how to yeah, do it, yeah. basically? The only person who's left? Mm. I mean, there's probably others... Mm. But and he understood the consequences. Yeah. Obviously, like this isn't. So I suppose if they were just like, listen, mate, I do this for you know because you're an employee, we'll give you a little bonus. And saying no to that's one thing, but when it's like it's fuck all to do with my job or the company, the government, it's potentially the world, millions of people. Yeah. Good on him. I'm yeah. glad there's a statue and stuff of him. And some people like. may have folded, and not decades later though. It must be admitted. Yeah, I might have. Mm. I may have crumbled completely under the pressure. Yeah, yeah. thinking well, you're right, bro. I heard that um, when they were down there. Basically, mm. it sounds dramatic, but their lights went out. Mm. So they're in the dark. There's no lights down there. They had torches. The radiation hit through the circuitry, eating the torches. Oh, fuck yeah. You them out. Mm. You had Geiger counters. And there was a gap knee in, deep in the, radioactive water. Yeah, right. So this guy goes is going, and it's mm. it's like doing that noise, you know, as it uh, is. And then there was a crack in the wall, mm. and he looked, and he held the guy counter up, and it just it spiked, and he saw a glow through the crack in the wall. And he said, "We need to get out of here right now. We need to." And eventually, just before the lights went out, he found the pipe. Mm. That was the one that led to the sluice gates, and he basically just, as the lights went, he gripped that pipe, and they just felt oh, their way fair, all the way Legends, down. Legends, man, heroes. Down, yeah. Wow, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. And then laugh the valves. They they released it so they could pump the water out, and that mm. saved hundreds of square miles from being an inhabitable nuclear wasteland. Wow. It just they tried, uh, They did survive. That article is slightly out. It says none of them survived for a few weeks on this. Yeah, but I've read, uh, the article I wanted to show you had a redaction on that. Uh-huh. It was saying that, that they were... Um, but that is true about how they buried the survivors. It was lead-lined coffins. Wow, like Superman. It's welded shut, lead and zinc, welded shut. Concrete buried poured in, on top. Concrete poured on top. And so imagine a funeral. Imagine a funeral... Uh, <laughs> Normally you throw on ceremony and, yeah, a yeah. handful of dirt. And, uh, Would you like to pour the cement no, mixer no, down? No, listen, a cement mixer literally reverses up. <laughs> beep, beep, yeah. beep. So you're at a funeral, open at a funeral, it's, you know, you're all in your black, there's your loved ones there, dead, and they just reverse the cement mixer up and just let it loose. Vehicle is reversing. Vehicle is reversing. Wow, I shouldn't be laughing, but that's a, a very dark, dark, dark yeah. comic image. The, the morning fucking widow, uh, the geezer trying to give the speech, ashes to ashes, and then there's a geezer in high vis back in a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> right hand down, Gary. Right hand down. Straighten her up. Straighten her up. Yeah, whip, whip. As you are. As, that's it, Gary. Wait. Stand Wait. behind the rope. Stand that's behind it. the rope. Yeah, back up, love. Back. Sorry, darling. Sorry. Back up. I'm sure he was a lovely bloke. Back up. Okay, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the reality of nuclear power. Fuck yeah. me. And it wasn't like a ceremonial lead coffin. It was literally like, we're not getting poisoned by this cunt. Are you mad, love? 
Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got the redaction for you from the article I wanted to show you. Okay. Um, correction. This dramatic article below was based on a 2011 report from the Scotsman, which says the three men died shortly after their foray into the radioactive waters at Chernobyl. However, since this dramatic article was written, it has come to our attention that the three men did not die as a result of entering the waters, but survived the ordeal. In April 2018, Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko presented state awards to Alexei Anenko and Valery Bespalov for their bravery and posthumously to Boris Boronov, who had died in 2005. That's they must have... Remember that Dyatlov, who'd mm. been in the... He survived. For, he, he died survived, of an he, heart attack. He died of an heart attack. He was in a Soviet prison camp for ten years. Or something, was, I it? think he was ninety-three. Oh, was it okay? But I saw I the footage. Uh, we'll find out if it was ninety-three. Well, he could have died in the prison camp, or been let out early. We'll find out for the next episode. He definitely served time because I saw yeah. the interview footage of him in the prison, mm. basically blaming the company who built and owned, saying that it was inevitable. It was nobody's fault, not mine. He took no responsibility for it. He said it was inevitable. It was going to happen. It wasn't because he demanded the mm. test be done and ignored the advice of more experienced people because they were below him. It was because the company was shoddy and it had a design flaw. Which the state was shoddy true. at that point, though. It wasn't, wasn't just a company, it was the state. Technically true, but he showed no remorse or, no. Um, or took any... Whereas other men were driven to suicide and some were, you know, protesting their innocence to the grave, apologetic and... And I don't. But from what I saw, obviously I wasn't there. But from what is reported as the fact, a lot of the um, the dialogue from the room mm. is quite accurate. The survivors are interviewed before they died, mm. and most say sort of collaborating accounts of what actually happened. And most do kind of. Say, the one thing they said, mm. I did nothing wrong. Yeah, they didn't have at the floor, did they? No. Oh, they they followed procedure. Yeah. Yes, the control. Well, they followed the, their training. Yeah. They followed their training. All they know. And remember the guy below Dyatlov, mm. who was usually in charge of the room, he was 25. Fucking hell. I you suppose, know, like you said earlier... Nuclear, nuclear engineer, she's 25. But years and years prestigious go by. Jobs. Of course they were. Years and years I go by without so much as a... Years and years go by without so much as an incident. It's just boring day to day. Yeah. They're all very casual, chatting away. It's a nice life. They've got the town right there, built just for them playgrounds and everything the children need and nothing like this ever happens and then this dude just comes in not knowing about the floor and for his own reasons presses ahead with the test being done and we've got an international fucking global catastrophe yeah potentially a worldwide catastrophe within generations mm. it's not unless the rest of the world gets its act together mm. and works together which let's face it hasn't happened in human history same as this and that well, thing is just going to keep spewing radiation. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if this civilization is just a death cult. It just wants to die. Possibly. Yeah. So, consciously, we just want to kill ourselves because well, look at, we're going about the right way, aren't you've we? You've got a point because look at all the. How many weird news articles do we have that are all about the end of the world? Is yeah. this, though, a symptom? We don't we wish of, it on ourselves. Yeah, but listen, what separates us from the animal kingdom is being cognizant of our own demise, yeah. right? But still is, pushing it, ahead. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is our is our lack of care for the future, future generations, is it simply a symptom of being able to cognitize our own death? Chester there, yeah. he doesn't know that he's rotting on a molecular level and that one day he's going to have to leave. So he's not concerned with the. He hasn't got existential worries. No. He just lives for the moment. He's perhaps, happy. Yeah, perhaps. But, some scientists believe that's why there's there might not be intelligent life. 
No, as soon as someone becomes conscious, they destroy yeah. themselves. No. Wow. It's kind of true, though, isn't it? I should yeah, point out that Chester's the cat sat on the arm with the settee oh, yeah. next to my human person. <laughs> yeah. What does fucking What does Arnold say to John in T two? To unite to destroy yourselves. Just cold as ice. Maybe it's it is. Factual. Maybe it is. He knows it. Maybe that's our destiny. No fate, but what we make. Yeah. <laughs> We're making bad fate. It's a good place yeah. to end it for now, isn't it? Yeah. I'll just say that for the moment, the battle for Chernobyl is mm. won. Okay. But, but the war is far from over. Exactly. Yes. And the good Soviet Union <laughs> The Soviet Union is gonna do what it does very well. And that is throw bodies at a problem <laughs> until the problem is solved. Mm. That's the end of Chernobyl until next week. End of part one, comrade. I'm gonna say comrade more. Yeah. Nasty you probably shouldn't. Not in this day and age. No. You'll get reported to somebody yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Let's do weird news. Yep. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. I'll take the first one. Oxford Professor says Invisible aliens are breeding with humans. Isn't that what Ray was from the Ghostbusters was saying? <laughs> yeah, so now we've got an Oxford professor backing him up. Yeah. Well, he is a professor, isn't he, Ray? They're Honorary, university. I'd imagine. No, in the story, they, they work at the uni. Oh, well, they? technically, yes, and yes. He's, uh, he's power psychology, I believe. Call it fate, call it luck. Uh, well, I believe everything happens for a reason. Sips the whiskey. Spanish fly, uh, he's got. Fucking mm. yeah, that's my kind of scientist, Peter Venkman. If that, re- that reboot, if that fucking sequel mm. is not up to what I'm being promised. Oh, I know. Choosing the original music. You've got the, the original, original cast. The original well, one. They're rolling it, though, is... I do believe it's about the next generation of That's fine. That's what the last Ghostbusters should film should have yes, been. We, yeah, we're both on the same page with that. They missed the, They really missed a the trick there. Set it in the same universe, but have Ray being their mentor. Yeah. Recruiting and Winston, because Peter's moved on to other things. I think that's what's going to happen in this new one. So how much the old guys are going to be in it, I don't know. They'll even show if, up at the end and do some yeah, old school proton pack stuff. Oh, imagine how good you'll feel in the cinema if that happens at the yeah. end. So they've all they said, now save we their can't asses. do that. We're too old. And the new Ghostbusters are there struggling like fuck. And then all of a sudden you hear a noise. Something I know, proton pack. Who's is Do Ray Winston. Oh, they do that. Oh, and then the camera pans up and they're all there. Well, yeah. Egon's not going to be there. That's why he's Do Ray. And then oh, he goes, then Winston. That, that might ruin the moment. I don't know. <laughs> that might take it down as it reminds I don't know. everyone. I, I think that could work. What if Egon's just done there, isn't what he? What if Egon is a CGI Jedi style ghost member? Carrie Fisher kind of CGI thing. I'll go for that. Actually, what, yeah, what if he's a ghost? What if he's a Someone literal ghost? They just voice. put him in as a, holo- as a ghost. I'll go for that. Yeah. But then yeah. the camera pans, and there they are in the old gear. And then they bust Egon. All kitted up. <laughs> no, he's on their side. <laughs> Busted makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it potentially could be so. If we were good. if we were writing this, it'd be fucking awesome. Ugh. Sorry, bad this Oxford professor who thinks the visual aliens are breeding with humans. I love this fucking podcast. Uh, the strange theory is a subject of Korean instructor Young Hai Chi's new book, which is written in Korean. 
but roughly translates to early visitations and the end of humanity. Well, that sounds dark. And while its contents are objectively bizarre, its proximity to the highest tiers of academia could demonstrate just how desperate some are for a solution to Earth's climate woes. This is jumping all over the fucking place. Wow. Am I breeding with invisible aliens or am I solving global warming? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know from column A. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh. In an interview with the Oxford student, Chi shared some of the highlights in the book, including his belief that because these invisible extra- extraterrestrials live among us, they have a stake in avoiding planetary destruction due to climate change. Well, they should take a bit of a more active role, shouldn't they? Maybe they're trying. I know they're, they're invisible, invisible. <laughs> just manifest yourself for a bit. Or run speak. for run for Maybe speak to not. someone. Well, they want to get off the fucking train, then. Maybe they? that's why all these fucking redneck fucking assholes think they're talking to God, is because it's invisible <laughs> aliens. Yeah. Oh, whispering. Like, yeah, but they're whispering bad shit to them. Yeah, that's true. Go touch that girl's hair, it'll change colour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did anyway. Fuck it. Prophet Bobby Connor. Oh, I hope he's back soon. Yeah. Is he back soon? Don't know, mate. Oh. Regular listeners would have understood that, Joe. Ah, <laughs> uh, so... Anyway, he didn't do the Oxford students, uh, including his belief that these invisible extraterrestrials live among us and have a stake in avoiding planet destruction due to climate change. He theorises the hypothetical aliens interbreeding with humans could be intended to create a hybrid species capable of surviving future climate conditions on Earth, or that the aliens are producing these hybrids as a problem solver, a future leader. Hang on, but if they're going to die of climate change and we're going to die of climate change, why does interbreeding mean that the offspring aren't. Because they'll be genetically modified to survive extreme cold or heat. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like the idea that we're going to end up with an alien hybrid leader. I mean, obviously, oh, Don it's is... not going to be you. No, no, I'm the resistance. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I'm the resistance against the machines. I, I have nothing to do with this storyline. Well, this will you stop him from future. taking my driving job like he keeps telling me each week? No. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Just your driving job. <laughs> oh, well. I'm gobsmacked. Back to this fucking clown and this invisible... Is invisible aliens. Alien monsters. These are desperate times, apparently. He doesn't provide any examples of the evidence he claims supports his theory in the interview. And it's hard to imagine the book itself containing anything terribly concrete. Still, the fact that someone as highly educated as Chi wrote an entire book based on salvation by extraterrestrials could be a sign of how dawning our future is starting to look. Yeah, it's getting desperate now. Uh, it's a death <laughs> uh, stick another graphite rod on the nuclear fire. Fuck it, we'll all be fine. <laughs> okay. Everybody's going to the fire. <laughs> I tell you what, I bet these invisible aliens... Drink your own beer to the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I bet these invisible aliens are well pissed off. Mm. We share this earth with you, cunt, you fucking it up. But if we could see you, maybe we'd think about yeah. you, you out of sight, out of mind. If you're that wise and all-knowing... Make sure you can, we can see you well, and do tell us shit. Do what the Invisible Man does, you silly fuckers. Wrap yourself in bandages. Yeah. And a hat. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You just solved this entire issue. Simple. You they just... don't want to be seen, mate. They don't want to be... They don't integrate these no. fucking immigrant fucking... <laughs> these invisible aliens. aliens. Not interested oh. in integration, mate. Keep yourself to themselves. Build a wall, I say. 
Build an invisible wall. If these invisible aliens live here, fair play and hello. But secondly, if you want to stop us destroying the Earth, maybe impart some of that alien wisdom on us. Help us. Yeah. Maybe they'll help us. Wrap yourself in bandages and put a hat on and yeah. come and give us some fucking advice. Well, maybe they'll help us by putting a hat on and wiping us out, finally. Just saying they don't deserve but to be Some kind of death a, hat. Well, they put a hat on so we can see our... Oh, my God, you know, our killers. We don't think it's... But a, they'd have much more of a tactical advantage if they're just invisible and stab us in the back. You'd be able to see the knife, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, unless it was some kind of alien. Unless knife. they've got their, all, their own invisible world with invisible no, that's it, isn't utensils. It? I don't know. This yeah. is a mind. So do you think invisible aliens are breeding with humans? Yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> well, if women tend to lie around naked. Please, you've all just barely escaped a nuclear holocaust. I'm going for that. I'll take this. Is there any kind of hope? <laughs> Maybe that's what a phantom pregnancy is. <laughs> I'm going to tell. Those are ghost babies, Mike. I'm going to tell. Invisible aliens. Oh, ghost babies. I'm going to tell another incredibly bad joke that you've probably heard. This is a dad joke, a bad joke, all rolled into one. Superman's flying a high above Metropolis. He looks down. He sees Wonder Woman, naked, on a sun lounger on the roof, legs akimbo. He thinks. I'm faster, hope. I'm faster than a speeding bullet. I could whiz down there, bang one in her. Excuse the turn of phrase, ladies, sorry. I think you want to rephrase this as rape. Yeah, I know, OK. But, wait, that's... <laughs> I have heard this joke. It's old as the old, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going with it. Whooshes down. <laughs> Does it super fast. <laughs> so he rapes Wonder Woman. <laughs> Oh, does he? Because Wonder Woman says, What the fuck was that? And the Invisible Man says, I don't know, but my ass is killing me. No, <laughs> uh, so he raped the Invisible Man. Yeah. But he wanted to rape Wonder Woman. To take it away that Superman's a rapist. Fuck the invisible man. <laughs> I know, it's funny. But is it funny? I know what his, his intentions were bad. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't Soviet Superman? It's a sign of the times, Ben. Once upon a time, there was nobody questioned <laughs> Wonder Woman's role in that joke. They just went with it. Oh, that's yeah, Superman. This is the 70s. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's Superman, you cheeky scamp. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> Ruffing his hair. <laughs> it was like that, then, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, you little rapey simple man. <laughs> oh. oh, what an age we live in now, eh? <laughs> well, it's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> is it, Mike? Is for it? the women, it is, yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Maybe yeah. not for the men. The ones, the rapey men, not so much. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> And Invisible Man. Oh. It's better now for Invisible Man. You know, on that note, could I please have a piss? Yes. <laughs> An invisible piss. article then. Okay. Oh, was this, this is bait for me? Mm, a little bit. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier. You mentioned it a few weeks ago. Mindfulness to be taught in 370 schools. In Good England. stuff. Wow. Good stuff. Do it. In 370 schools across England, children will be taught how to meditate. Fantastic. Techniques for muscle relax, yeah. relaxation 
and breathing exercises for mindfulness. The program has been conducted under a mental health study that the British government. Don't forget a line in your chakras. No, they don't do that. Do just them things. Just do this. Just do this. Well, stuff. why are the chakras not? No good and they are. You've got to centre your chi force. Because they're bollocks. Meditation oh, is no. mind control. Come on, no. Controlling. Mind control. Ben's review of meditation. <laughs> Mastering your own mind. Well, just letting Being your thoughts comfortable come, with it. Let your thoughts come and go. Yeah. Breathe through it. You can't stop yourself from thinking. So you just I think it's a damn good go. thing, personally. Me too. I'm, I'm all in favour of this. I like the story. I thought this might have triggered Ben, but obviously... No, it should meditation's be been working. There you go. 370 schools across England. And you all mocked me saying I was going to become more right-wing. Well, it's because you've got someone now, that's what... You know what I mean? He's a bit more relaxed about life in general. I had a reggae box for a while, oh, have I? Exactly. That's what happened. Quite happy, quite happy these days. You start turning soft. Very happy these days. Start turning soft. Oh my God, soft. Apparently, one in eight British children have mental disorders, and one in five in the UK with mental issues are unable. Oh, only one in five able to get access to treatment they need. Well, I live with two of them. Joke. Mm. Oh. Joke. Absolute joke. Yeah, I can believe that. It's a symptom of modern life, man. Yeah. It's the way things you are. You got to learn to switch your brain off. Yeah. It's very difficult. I, I, I find a, a very good way of shutting it off that I've been using for almost two decades. So <laughs> for me, it's great. It's just for the people around me, it's not such a great solution. And I'm sure you've guessed already that is drinking beer until I collapse <laughs> in a heap thought, of unconsciousness. I thought you were going to say marijuana. Oh no, beer's cheaper, more effective. Yeah. Well, not more effective. More effective at shutting yourself off, like off. Weed is, you know, much more effective for distracting yourself with, like, it would be so awesome if Batman had a robotic Batman that you could get inside of, like a giant Power Rangers, like they used to do. That would be pretty cool. It looked like a Batman, but it was metal. You know, that doesn't happen with beer. It's a bit more like, I'm fucking bitch! Lead <laughs> <laughs> my soul! <laughs> and then before you know it, you're asleep. Wow, but the kids love that when they come. Good night. <laughs> That's the thing, I can't do that anymore. Good night, Daddy. You fucking bitch to my soul. Fucking whore beast from hell. Uh, Good night, Daddy. <laughs> love you. I love you too. You'll grow up to be one of them one day, soul taker. <laughs> it's a lovely household. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. Full of happiness and joy and screaming at the sky. <laughs> Daddy's shouting at clouds again. <laughs> Nude holding a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Is that how you doing it? Give yes. me back my soul! <laughs> That's how I do it. Uh, and then my ring t- my ringtone goes up and it changes from dark and brooding to like, oh, I am a real American and I'm all happy singing. Yeah. And now you all know what my ringtone is. You knew it anyway, your phone's gone off during the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a still owes the beers for that. Uh, I'm broke, I've got family to feed. <laughs> so you want to take food out of the mouths of children, Ben, just for your beers that I owe you? Do you, you, want, do you really want to ask that question? I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know the fucking answer. All right, I guess they won't have yogurts after dinner tomorrow. <laughs> no pudding today, kids, why? I owe Ben beer. <laughs> I owe Ben like ten beers. <laughs> beer costs money, and so do you. Back of the queue, bitches. That's a joke. <laughs> Honestly, right? Fuck, I've derailed it massively. I think meditation for children is a definitely a positive step forward. 
Absolutely, me too. Yep, yeah, one agreement. Give For it to once. Adults. Yeah, it's quite rare. Alright, last one, I'll take this. Oh. Traces of extraterrestrial organic matter have been found in South Africa's mountains. Wow. Holy fuck. What uh, site is this from? Do we know? Sciencealert.com. Okay. Never um, heard of it. Me either, but it doesn't mean it's not... Um, it's called Science Alert, though. doesn't mean it's reputable. It's a dot com. Or not reputable, because what do I know about science? But South Africa's mountains um, are... <laughs> Makawana Mountains, something like that. Either way, Makondra. Makondra, maybe. I don't know with the African language. I just went. Mountains? (laughs) (laughs) At least I try and pronounce it. (laughs) I think maybe it's better to not pronounce it than butcher it. I don't know. It's a new theory I'm testing. Anyway. They're mountains in South Africa. I was just talking about this dude in the fucking Amish and Riku episode where I butchered every <laughs> Japanese name that came on. Uh-huh. Well, these mountains in South Africa are home to some of the oldest rocks on the planet, but not everything in this magnificent landscape originated on Earth. Scientists say they've discovered... Oh, I've lost my microphone. Say they've discovered trace evidence of extraterrestrial organic matter buried within volcanic sediment from over 3.3 billion years ago. Fuck me, it's like Jurassic Park then. Yeah. So, this is the very first time that we have found actual evidence for extraterrestrial carbon in terrestrial rocks. Astrobiologist Francis Westall from the CNRS, Centre for Molecular Biophysics in France, explained to the new scientist. That's an impressive school name, isn't it? Woo. The uh, Centre for Molecular Biophysics. Mm. That's not bad at all, is it? Yeah, but they don't get laid much, though. I bet they do. Hey, I'm a biologist in astrophysics. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm what, you fucking three-foot-tall pencil-neck geek. Anyway, What's better, I, cosmonaut or doctor? Cosmonaut, for fuck's sake, definitely. Yeah. They take a lot of LSD, don't they? Cosmonauts? Yeah. Um, Russian astronauts? Oh, cosmonauts. Oh, I'm thinking of... Anyway, um, <laughs> violently impacting... Oh, oh shit. You bamboozled me. For billions of years, Earth has been rained upon by meteorites, I believe so, violently impacting and rearranging the planet's surface. What do these space rocks leave behind when they get here? It could be a lot. Many scientists think that some of the building blocks for life on our planet may have arrived as space-faring molecules. The new discovery in South Africa adds further weight to this tantalising possibility. In a volcanic deposit called the... Joseph Dahlchert. Thank you. Which is part of the mountain region, <laughs> a.k.a. the Greenstone Belt. Yeah, there one. you go. Westall and her team uncovered a two millimetre thick rock layer characterised by two anomalous signals. Using electron par- paramagnetic re- resonance, wow. EPR, spectroscopy. Spectroscopy. Yeah. The researchers found that that the 3.3 billion year old rock contained two types of insoluble organic matter, both of which suggested extraterrestrial origins. The oldest extraterrestrial organic matter ever identified, no less. Wow. Well, one of the EPR signals resembles resembles something scientists have seen before in carbonaceous conodrites. Well done. Holy fuck. Ancient meteorite samples containing organic compounds. 
The other anomalous reading, suggestive of nanoparticles of nickel, chromium and iron, is not something usually seen in terrestrial rock formations, and also strengthens the argument that parts of this thin rock layer originally came from somewhere much, much farther away. Wow. Fantastic. Fascinating. Aliens! Mm. I do, I like the theory that our, our meteorites that began life, the primordial soup, came here on a rock. Yeah, more than likely. Panspermia. Yeah, we're all stardust, baby. Yeah. Do a line and suck my dick, girl. Ew, sorry I said that. I was just, in my head, I was at like one of them hippie rock star parties and I just said, we're all stardust, baby. Were you a hippie rock star? Yeah, and then, and then a really famous pop, young pop star, she did the deed. And, let's move on. <laughs> But all that was on your head just then. I'm being far too candid. Yeah. Well, are you sure really the drugs aren't still residual in your system? Oh, they almost definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> Why my brain is like a, a, a wet cake. Fair enough. <laughs> Delicious, yet terrible. <laughs> <laughs> sh- if I'm ever single again, that should be my Tinder fucking... <laughs> I won't get any, any ticks. <laughs> it's a cattle market, though. Yeah, it truly is. It's gross trying to sell yourself yeah. in like one image <laughs> and like three sentences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope I never have to do that again. Anyway, that I think concludes the fucking news. Yes. So let's play Full Alex. Yay! Were you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local? Where we, Mike, finds a couple of random weirdos on the internet, who he puts up against the arch saint of insanity himself, Alex Jones. And we decide who's got more full Alex this week. The rules are slightly complex in a way, because although we say that whoever's gone for full Alex, we do judge it on bigotry nowadays as well, if mm. Alex isn't up for it that day. Well, it's based on personal opinion, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really? The yeah. rules are flexible. Exactly. Remember, it's alright to go a little bit, Alex. Mm. Quarter Alex, half yeah. Alex, even three quarters Alex. Especially if you're on public transport late at night after a 12-hour drinking session. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but never go full Alex like on a train after 12 hours of drinking. It was three quarters. <laughs> I made it home that night. It could have been full. You fell over a lot, you said. Oh, yeah, I was black and blue head to toe. Exactly. But I had literally no memory of from the train, between the train... And the house, but the point is, I, that's lost time. I think that's for I'm Alex. not on the internet. Saying, lost time. I'm is not on the Alex. internet saying I'm fucking. It was aliens. You were nearly on the internet mm. screaming that it was two shooters on a packed train. Prove there wasn't <laughs> two shooters. And let's not get to it. On now. a packed train. Yes. You were screaming a microphone in people's faces. <laughs> shouting. I've been drinking for quite literally twelve hours. Shouting. There was yes. two shooters. But don't miss out the bit that we had been drinking for an entire day. I was all right. Mike was alright. I wasn't. <laughs> I drank maybe even, more. Even, to be I'm, fair, I stopped a couple of hours before you. Yeah, wasn't he sick and then went on to fucking pop? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah alright. And you have a higher tolerance for it than me, because you're more of an alcoholic. Whoa! <laughs> Just sort of stamina. Saying something. It's about yes, stamina. I had had the microphone in my bag all day. Planning on recording some on the location interviews, realised we hadn't done a single piece of recording, and in a panic, 
and my drunkest moment decided I'd better do some fucking interviews before yeah. I have the fucking The worst it was though, I said, hey, what's the thing about Roswell, buddy? And he was about to launch into a spiel about yeah. Roswell because he knew about it mm-hmm. and you start screaming out of it two shooters and I wasn't <laughs> screaming I was shouting at the most and it's very loud on a train I needed to be heard over the sound of the tracks uh, well either way that'll be a, a release day <laughs> maybe right, let's play the fucking game show yeah and don't we'll, go full Alex Lister that's the moral who we got first Mike first up is the alien contactee Wow, this this guy could win it straight off the fucking description. Yeah, bearing in mind he's got nearly 20,000 subscribers. Jesus Christ, you haven't got that many. Look, if you listen to this show, I want 20,000 subscribers. Me too. Right, by by the end of the month. There you go. I think that's slightly ambitious, but... Because if this dude can get it, why the fuck can't we? Well... I mean, he's saying that Donald Trump meets a Pelagian aliens to discuss anarchy. But he's been picked yeah, up by the he's wearing a shit shirt. He is. We're far more well dressed than he is. We are, I guess. We've got cooler t shirts. Yeah, definitely. Well we oh, I'm I'm shot. Well, he's explaining that Trump has met with King Plachacha, leader of the Pleiadians, right. to discuss his recent meeting with King Inki on Nibiru and the right. Anarchy threat. The king shows some tough love. Yeah. Wow. This is a must-watch, apparently. Mike, I think you've chosen well. <laughs> to the meeting. Trump gets to the Pleiades, and he walks into the dining room where King Plachach is, and the king is on his throne, and he's eating the most spectacular fish dinner. Beautiful. And uh, Trump walks in and the king says come closer Trump come closer so Trump keeps coming closer and closer and then Trump goes to shake the king's hand and the king says not shaking your hand you shook hands with Inky you're contaminated the king says but the king says come a little bit closer though a little bit closer a little bit closer so Trump is getting very very close to the king and Trump says, I have something for you, bud. And he whacked Trump. Oh, he gave Trump a whack in the head. And Trump almost started crying. I'm sorry, King. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the King said, that is tough love for you, Trump, for going up to Nibiru and meeting with Inky and calling him a terrific guy. What kind of bull <laughs> crap is this? So Trump, I'm sorry, King, I'm sorry, and uh, there's two sides to every story. And King says, well, you sit at the other end of the table. And you know, the King, he's such a good guy. He's <laughs> such a good King, and he's such a loving King. So that he didn't prepare a delicious fish dinner for Trump, but he wasn't going to sit there and make Trump eat empty-handed, you know? So he brings out, or when the butlers bring out, a can, uh, canned sardines for Trump. <laughs> Which, I don't know, maybe that's even more disrespect, giving the man canned sardines, sardines. Canned Palladian sardines. So they're much Palladian better sardines. than the canned sardines that you get here. So the king said, here, eat your canned sardines while I have my delicious fish dinner. So they ate Trump picked through the sardines he kind of had a foul face look on his face because 
not everybody likes sardines. But that's all you're getting. It was either canned sardines or canned tuna. And Trump felt that the canned tuna was a little bit, or the king felt that the tr- uh, the canned tuna <laughs> was just a little too nice. How so canned sardines, is this perfect. Thanks to, all thanks goes to the king on that one. He wasn't going to let Trump go empty-handed. And then after that, they went into the meeting room. And that's where a lot of confidentiality confidentiality comes in a lot of security clearances but uh, the king won the full scoop on this meeting with Inky and Trump is trying to say that Inky is a great guy still which the king was getting madder and madder hearing that but Trump says hear me out he was so nice he was a gracious host he made the most excellent steaks and the king was like yeah your bloody red rare steak I hear Sounds a little reptilianish to me. And Trump's just like, oh, I love my steaks rare. It doesn't mean anything, King. You know? So he's trying to say pretty much the information that I'm allowed to deliver to you guys about this meeting is Trump told the King that Nibiru is headed for Earth and the reptilians, the Anunnaki, they want a reptilian apocalypse. Wow, how fucking high is that kid? Yeah. <laughs> he should write comic books. Yeah. He's put your mind to good use, son. So Trump's been up to see the Palladian King, mm-hmm. but he's, he's sneakily, backhandedly been seeing King Inky. Sounds like Nibiru, to me. Nibiru, the reptilians, and eating rare steaks with him. Yeah. So he gave him a slap across the face, gave him sardines for dinner. Yeah, and his Palladian sardines. Which are better than Earth sardines. <laughs> but still, they're sardines. Yeah. And then got... Trump to confess that uh, Nibiru planning an Anunnaki apocalypse. But the Palladians are going to try and stop that. Then. Well, isn't Vrilli a Palladian? Yeah, apparently. He's a yeah. lazy twat. That's what I mean. So where's Vrilli and all this? Well, there, where's Vrilli and all this? Go back to our uh, Southern Television broadcast episode. Fucking space weed with some space. Yeah, that's it. So where the fuck is he? He's being like space Jesus, isn't he? The last years. Look, all, right, all, all joking aside, this guy is clearly insane. Oh, he's well, 20,000 people believe him. Does it cross your mind he might just be having a laugh, but yeah. you know some people will lap it up? Yeah, I do, yeah. Because yeah. I'm going for that. I think he's a fairly intelligent stoner kid. He looks like he's sat in a night, like his parents have quite a nice house. He does, actually. That's a nice little mosaic behind yeah, him there. Um, going on. So I'm thinking... He's winding people up and he is incredibly high. Yeah. <laughs> you, can you might see be right how there. He is. Look yeah. how stone this man is. Yeah, alright. What's the next one then? Or he could we tell the truth? If he believes it, then he's he's a f- So is he gonna say at the end he knows this psychically or is it does somebody tell him? He's he's he know he's That's got it, yeah, he's he, got a palladium mate. He's got a palladium mate. Basically, right. yeah. Alright, Bob. <laughs> you wait for he believe what I heard the other day about a palladium palace? Palladium Bob. Or Palladium Bob. Pally Bob. Pally, I call him. Mm. Pally, what happened? Bloody Trump went in there, right? He slapped him in the face again, did he? He said, fucking hell, Trumpy. You've been meeting with that inky fella and I'm having it. Have your fucking sardines and love it. Pally, this is mad. I've got to go and make an internet video. So <laughs> don't fucking tell him I told you, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's my 
basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you don't party getting in trouble, do you? Come Welsh, no? Yeah, I've lost it. Fucking hell. Fair play. Oh. Good, strong start. It is. <laughs> Who's next? This guy's a newbie, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Another newcomer. Robert Henderson claims he secured Trump's election in the courts of heaven. <laughs> You've thrown two newbies against Alex. I have. Oh, man. It's, this could be a bold move. See what plays Four out. Four stages of judgment that will come upon anybody that becomes a party to saying we're casting off his bonds and removing his constraints. And of course, oh. that's what they're doing with, with President Trump. Yes. They're actually saying, we don't want him. And that's what's so deadly about that is that he's God's choice. He's God's choice. And God said, I set him. Yeah. They can try all day long to remove him. They will not remove him. God said, I set him as the president. And they can fight and they can, they can curse and they can do all that they want. The problem is they're fighting against God. Right. They're fighting against God is yeah, right. That's and God says, look, I'm, okay, when, the, what, in March 2016, in March 2016, I was in Germany. And it was in the heat of the Republican primary. And there was like 10 or 12 people still in it. And all of a sudden, I have a dream. I'm in Germany. And Donald Trump calls me on the phone. And he says, I need for you to do a conference for me on July the 6th to shift things concerning my campaign. To shift things so that I will win. And so I did that. I had a conference You're on kidding. July the 6th. And we stood in the courts of heaven, in the council of the Lord. No, and in that council, God told me to make a decree out of James 1.11, wow. which is all flesh is as grass, and the flower is as the glory of the grass. And he said to me, he said, here's what I want you to do as you stand here. I want you to decree that Hillary Clinton's campaign is as grass, and that she is as the flower of the grass. And the burning, searing, exposing heat of God will come and bring exposure, and she will wither away, and Donald Trump will be the President of the United States. And we did that, and that's exactly what happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. Fucking liar. Should be on the good friend, the Jim Backer show. Fucking liar. Ugh, what a twat. Absolute bare-faced fucking liar. And I can't even blame him being high for his fucking bullshit <laughs> stories. No, he's winning for me. cynical. Fuck you, man. No, he's winning for me. Robert Henderson, fuck off. Alright, who's, who's, what's since Alex had to say? I don't know. The classic man. Alex on the BBC. Oh, well, yes. well, this isn't going to go well for him. <laughs> Apparently, just as a you spoiler, I heard an interview with, what's the host's name? Uh, uh, Andrew Neil. Andrew Neil. Andrew Neil gave an interview where he said, apparently, the second the camera stopped rolling, Alex just went straight back into, well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Shaking hands and off he went, normal as fuck. So it's, That's because he's Bill Hicks. He just switches the rants on and on. You know, he's an actor, but he's a wonderfully mental actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Let's hear him. Do you think the BBC is part of the Bilderberg Group? Well, you know, Winston Smith did work here. I mean, come on, Eric Blair worked here, and that's what he said it was. Why do you think we've let you on? Why have we let you on then? Uh, because you guys think that you can manage the whole thing, and now our information's gotten too big. I have three million radio listeners a day. That's a low number. Three million. I get about 50 million YouTube uh, views a month. That's Not a very more. conservative number. I make films, put them online for free, that can watch 40 okay. million times, like the Obama deception. All and right. that's why, because the establishment All doesn't right. know what to do. Yeah, I, to speak. No, 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 Alex has this point, and it's, a, and it's an important one. I would have, say, ten years ago said, 
listen to all this stuff. He believes that people put cancer virus in vaccine in order in order to create a eugenics program. That's what he that's what he believes. We talk about medical discovery. And we would have said, and we would, and I would have said, hey, that's kind of mad, and so on. And it's an interesting psychological phenomenon. Like dismissing the problem. The problem is that conspiracy theories like this are believed. I believe in mm. Hey, listen, I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game, okay? Our government in the U.S. is building mm. FEMA camps. We have an NDAA where they disappear people now. You have this arrest for public safety, life in prison. You are the worst person I've ever interviewed. No, no, it's basically off with their heads, disappearing, David, thank take you them for away, infowars.com. Liberty Hills, what is it? We have an idiot freedom in the program today. Stop, <laughs> Just 20 minutes. He will not stop the republic. Humanity is awakening at infowars.com. Probably going to be in the week ahead with our political panel. Until then. The think Sunday the politics across the You're UK. Crazy. Think of the public isn't waking up. You know what, Alex has won that for me. Oh, uh, but then apparently, as soon as he knew the cameras off, he just was just like, "Right, yeah, thanks very much, gents." <laughs> it was always. He t- did you hear how he managed to slip in? Well, I'm here to protect Infowars.com. <laughs> you need to go. Buy my minerals, they'll help protect against cancer. Yeah, just because the fact he's on the BBC. Yeah, it's brilliant. He's trying to have a. The guy he's trying to have a proper discussion with him, yeah. the other chap's trying to shush him. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I mean, the, the, the guest. Guy, uh, 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 the guest, yeah. I love that the guest is trying to get into a discussion where he's going to explain the, the psychological phenomena of believing conspiracy theories, and Alex is like, fuck that. Uh, he yeah. shuts that it's shit down. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, what are you doing, you prick? <laughs> I feed off these people. <laughs> Uh, well, well, I can explain an intellectual explanation for why people tend to fall for it. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Infowars.com! <laughs> and we, for the listener, you wouldn't see that the incredibly British host, Andrew Neil, was making his crazy signs with his yeah. hands and making the sign to strangle himself. <laughs> or strangle Alex, I don't know. The clash of Britishness. Yes. <laughs> and Alex Jones is just fucking wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, he's winning for me. We have an idiot. Yeah. He literally said that. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex didn't bat eyelid. <laughs> you know, because he's this alpha male. Yeah. Should have gone over and punched Andrew Neil, shouldn't he? Let's go through it, shall we? Alright, so what's the first one? Oh, yeah, so Donald Trump meets a Pelagian alien, just the anarchy, gets bitch slapped. It's made to eat, made to eat uh, Pelagian sardines out of a can at the, at the, at the fish dinner reception. Because he'd been meeting with Inky. Because he'd been meeting with Inky. You know what? In terms of lunaticness. <laughs> No, I made my decision too soon, didn't I? I, I think I'm, I don't want to give it away, but I, I get where you're going, and I yeah. agree. Robert Henderson. Robert Henderson claims he, he had a dream where he heard a psalm and was told via a phone call to throw Donald Trump a rally and then... Expose Hillary. And ex- expose Hillary. As if and God gives a fuck about presidential elections in America. And then, Why would he because care? Because Trump is chosen by God. Oh, and then... God. He gets off the phone, he throws that rally, and Trump's elected president, as God promised him he would be. Wow. Horrific. And then we've got Donald Trump being called a crazy idiot by Andrew Neil on the BBC, which I do like for Britishness, mm-hmm. I must admit. We have an idiot on the show. Yeah. I say. <laughs> Andrew Neil should probably wear a pith helmet. Yes. For the listeners, it's on a program called Sunday Politics. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? It's yeah. like British tea time, yeah. or is it late at night? I know, it's not even nice, but early morning. Yeah, it's about 11 o'clock in the morning, midday. <laughs> and who's, Sunday, to, who's together by 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning? Bunch of dear old I, Marjorie I, I, tuning yeah. in for, oh, I do enjoy the Sunday politics. Who's that ghastly American man? I'm yeah. going to go on Infowars.com. <laughs> and that's people. how they radicalised us into Brexit. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All those old dears watching Infowars. Well, their votes count. Oh! The truth is out there. I can remember when I thought Infowars was legit. Oh, well, you know what? I'm changing my thing. It's going to be number one. I'm going for number one. Part of me thinks he's just having us on, but yeah, I do. Th- I the think the story he's alone is fucking yeah. mental. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's popped in my newsfeed. Oh, who's this guy the alien contacted? Oh. Like fucking the King of the Palladians is some mafia dog. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking met with fucking Inky. Don't fucking lie to me, Trump. I know you met with fucking Inky, right? <laughs> Eat your fucking sardines, you little hey, fucking bitch. You want a fish dinner? Just eat your fucking sardines. Are you going to watch me eat this here luxury fish dinner, you fucking bitch? You fucking goomba trumpet. And that's what they've got, a fucking luxury fish dinner. Infinite world around the galaxy, the Federation of Galaxies, they've got a fish dinner and they throw in a can of sardines. <laughs> Tell I mean, me. What's the worst, so is the worst fish in the world, Palladian sardines? <laughs> I swear to God, Trump, you tell me about the fucking lizard man uprising <laughs> and the oncoming fucking lizard genocide. I'll fucking mother, I swear to fucking God, Trump. Wife, wife, uh, fuck his wife. Both of the fucking cunts. Tell me. Uh, um, I only met with Inky. <laughs> He's a great guy, though. You wouldn't great stop guy. saying him was a great people. guy. Hey, hey, good people. Inky, the lizards, they're good people, good people. Do you know okay. how I know this is bullshit? How's that? Because Trump would have, he would have spared it out, wouldn't he? He would have had to brag about it. I'm the only one. I'm okay. <laughs> I met the, the Palladians and with Inky. Okay, <laughs> nobody else has done that before. Okay. Sardines in a can. He couldn't help but brag about it. No, because you Mr. know. Trump, isn't it true that he made you eat sardines? Fake news. <laughs> You're a terrible person. No. Fake news. He wouldn't admit it because he, he, he get JFK'd. You know, was that? Crazy well, story. He's got it for me. He, he, he knows that he... Yeah, all that stuff he says, right? And all that stuff that this chap says he says. <laughs> it's he, it's a show, but the, the guys who really run the country, the mm. the above the CIA, the Majestic 12, they just JFK him. Mm. The second he said anything, the second he made a... When, well, how do we know? Because Bill and Hillary spoke out about releasing the uh, the alien files. Mm. How do you know they haven't been besmirched? Well, how do you know? Just before could we... be could be a conspiracy theory right there. I don't know, but I love that word besmirched. <laughs> Thank you. So go on then. Who's, who's, well, you know what? I did say Alex because I, I love the Britishness of Andrew Neil. We have an idiot on the show, gentlemen. Yeah. An idiot. But. He's not speaking as much bullshit as the first he's show. He's doing an advert for He's trying to quickly Ali, yeah, get in yeah. an advert for, You're his, right. for You're right. Wars yeah. before he gets kicked off. It's a show for him. It's, it's a performance. Uh, the other guy is really stoned. The first guy is really stoned. Mm. And like you say, he's been writing comic books. It's a crazy story, so he's got it for me based on the... Yeah. The, let me fucking tell you something, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've made the story better by turning... 
the King of the Pelagians into the Godfather. Concrete boots, Trumpy baby. You'll be <laughs> swimming with the fishes, you fucking punk. Yeah, nah, but it's, it's a great story. I'd love to think that all that shit's going on and the president does have to go and report to the Pleiadian <laughs> king every now and again. Yeah. Most of the time they've been cool, but now the Pleiadian king, like all of us, is having to deal with this fucking moron. The thing <laughs> is, the picture Mike's got up here, it's a split half in the screen, 50-50, a picture of Trump looking like some kind of orc from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Compared to... Orange orc. An orange orc. Compared to this Pelagian girl looks like the Elfin King. Mm-hmm. I don't see the parity in our negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> These are representative. If he's our, What's he listen, a doughy man... <laughs> idiot of a man. A doughy idiot of a man. Ich bin ein murder clown, as the, the German <laughs> press said. <laughs> against elfin bloke over there who looks perfect in every way I don't favour us our, I don't favour our chances uh, no <laughs> well he's got he's got the reptilian one he's got out with this is it King Nixie Inky Inky that's it well my money I mean is on that first guy you got Donald Trump versus an immortal reptilian being in charge of Nibiru, or an immortal Pelagian being who leads <laughs> a society with infinite wisdom and uh, leads a society of light. Mm. <laughs> and Trump's got to <laughs> and Trump's got work out that negotiation. I just don't trust him. <laughs> I brought you cheeseburgers, okay? Wonderful cheeseburgers. Mm. That's his thing, isn't it? Gives fast food yeah. to people. Anyway, fuck him. First, first man's got it for me. Yeah, just the insanity. Oh, easily. What you say? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Second bloke's pretty insane too. Oh yeah, he's, he's also fucked. Just well, they're all insane. They won't be on the show with them. Yeah, bullshit. True, true. Just flat out liar. Just whoever's slightly more insane than everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> I think he gets yeah. it this week. The Excellent. alien contactee, right. newbie, newbie win. YouTube if you're interested. Debut win. Keeping up with his. I know I will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just gained a subscriber yeah. right here. <laughs> Notification bells on and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, twenty thousand fucking subscribers. What have we got? I think that's a good point. To yeah. wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. It's been End great. of part one of Chernobyl. Yes. Uh, next week we will focus on the war for Chernobyl. Ooh. We've told you about the battle. Next week it's the war. <laughs> what, what is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Well, actually, the medical progression. Uh, Advancements in science and technology. Commerce. But it's only friends with the Undertaker. (laughs) Dong. Dong. Get it? Yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruined the song. Got it. Yeah, Yeah. he comes in. Yeah. Chokeslammed. Yeah. Guy singing. Farsh. That's what he does. He's the dead man. It's true. Wrap it up, <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> what are we about? So, I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Don't join the Flavor Aid and don't join a cult. I've been Gaz. Subscribe to Sewage Pipe Gaming and Solar Warden Music on YouTube. Free Biff Tannen and good night. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Good night. And don't forget to like our Facebook page, Cut the Bull in the Post of the Apocalypse, our Twitter feed, at Apocalypse Bull, and YouTube is Apocalypse Ball Ball as well and so all the music as Gaz said thanks for listening have a good night